This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you can control by calling in at 603-435-1105. This is the special internet-only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Dale, your host. And this is Puke, your co-host. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff planned for tonight. I don't know if I should call it fun, if not really exciting and at your throat, like dramatic, controversial stuff. Oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, it's going to be fun. Um, we're going to talk about... At some point, we're going to talk about people's reactions to pacifism, which I find very interesting. More than pacifism itself as a subject, as people's reactions to it, I find really interesting. Violence? So. That's my reaction to yeah. pacifism. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of people's reactions to pacifism, actually. Uh, and uh, so at some point, if you'd like to call in and talk about that, again, the number is 603-435-1105. Then we'll punch you in the face. We're going to punch you in the face. Well, they won't. He's a <laughs> well, I don't know. We're going to talk about that, I guess. Awesome. Um, we're, uh, in the meantime, we're going to talk about six things that you won't believe are more legal than marijuana. I don't believe it. I figure this should balance things out a little bit because a lot of the things they're talking about are either weapons or weapon-like things that you can actually, you know, get your own. hands on that you might be surprised about. Some people can, might be surprised. Well, about. you can own a lot of stuff that's more dangerous than marijuana. The co- well, you know, bleach, Windex. I think, I think that's kind of the joke, household right? cleaners. I think that's kind of the joke is that there's yeah. other stuff that's, that's the excuse. You know, oh, the children. It's Save marijuana is illegal children. and it's really yeah. not very dangerous at all. Oh, it's so. super dangerous. <laughs> so I just uh, died this evening, as a matter of fact. People probably know that I'm a bit, big fan of cracked and that everything that Crack. cracked says that is bad factual. That's also more dangerous than marijuana. Yeah, well, yeah. But not legal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of cracked and as everyone knows, if it's on cracked, it's... Factual yeah, and indisputable. That's usually the way it goes. Anything on the Internet <laughs> is factual. Generally on the Internet, but especially on Cracked. That's, that's sort of my thought. But uh, six things uh, you won't believe are more legal than marijuana. Since we, uh, since we can't have a website without readers, it's important to, uh, to us that you don't wind up dead or in jail. There's some, some dec- disclaimers here. So that, <laughs> you know, They don't want to get sued uh, when someone rushes out and buys a tank yeah, and that's true. runs over kids with it, something like that. Which is really sad because, you know, some idiot probably would sue them and win for some ridiculous thing. Like, oh, you told my kid to go buy a tank and then he killed himself with it. And, you know, uh, <laughs> the kid was the stupid yeah. person in this equation. Yeah. That's the whole, like, um, you know, like, it's uh, blaming, blaming the instrument. Uh, weapon manufacturers get sued all the time for murders and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's just a tool. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody uh, goes and sues Home Depot because somebody is, wields a hammer and kills five people with a, a sledgehammer or something. Yeah, that's you know, or whoever makes weird. sledgehammers. I'm not down in the sledgehammer scene, so I'm not really familiar with their manufacturers. Well, I, mean, I don't know. It happens in horror movies a lot. It so does. I wonder. You know, seems like has anyone not gotten an idea from a horror movie to do the sledgehammer thing? I think American Psycho. I don't know. Someone with a sledgehammer. Um, American Psycho. Well, I know he used a chainsaw, but I believe that was a fantasy sequence. And I thought that, used... I thought, wait, was it a, maybe it was an axe. I was thinking it was a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah, there was an axe. That's I think it was, it was an axe yeah. early in the movie. Because he's playing, oh, what's that great 80s song that he's playing? It's just, that it's movie is a be, great. Yeah, it's hit to be a square. Be square. Yeah. Have you seen that film? It's American Psycho? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great I've film. Got it. I've I love got it that on film. DVD. My favorite my favorite part is uh if if you haven't seen it, it's it's a great like satirical piece about the insanity of the eighties and yeah. sort of corporate culture. And my favorite absolute scene, I guess maybe because I I sort of have a, a design mindset, is they're they're showing off 
their uh, business cards, and the one they're just trying to one up each other. These super rich bankers that are in their twenties, basically, and the the one guy has a a card that's you know it's it's ivory and the the font is called Cillian Rail or some crap, and the next guy <laughs> it, it's it's an off white with the exact same looking font, and then the one guy comes in and he's got like Arial or something, some super plain font on plain white, and everybody's like, oh, oh, and that then. Some of the other guys are pissed off. But the cardstock, wasn't it on better cardstock? Yeah, the type of cardstock. It's just, oh, it's a great scene. And 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 the stress, all the stress created by, oh, my God, his card is slightly better (laughs) than mine. And the the main character eventually ends up killing the guy that has the best card because he's just so jealous. No, no, I think he starts to, but then the guy turns out to be gay, and it freaks him out, and he stops. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I think the I one you're, the one you're thinking of, the, the guy that comes... Well, oh, you know what? Yeah, he does. I think I think, I think. think there's a later on scene, a guy comes in with an even better card. Like, even better yeah. than the guy he's already killed. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does and come up. And that's the guy who turns out to be gay. Later in the, in the lounge. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, and and he, he, yeah. he puts his arms around the guy's throat. and Yeah, and then he thinks he's making out with him and stuff. Yeah, uh, takes him out. What a great film. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it great, but I did. You oh. know, it's intru- I've watched it a few times. I do. I'm amused by it. I love films where people go crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about things that are that you won't believe are more are more legal than marijuana. Oh, American Psycho's legal. Yeah, I and and and, and about how it's funny how cracked like you know. Please don't sue us. Don't go use. Don't <laughs> go, do, don't do something crazy with these things and then sue us. So yeah. So, so, so when we continue to point out the crazy oh, crap that we can't believe is still legal, we're trusting you not to run out and buy these items and then use them to destroy your whole neighborhood. Because you totally could. Oh, yeah. Totally could. Good. Just so uh, I, I think I'm pretty certain that's what happened in California when those uh, natural gas fires exploded everywhere last week. Somebody red cracked, and that's what happens. Learned how to do something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the scientific entire half of California <laughs> exploded. <laughs> So uh, number six is a lightsaber and a blaster rifle. Number six. Did you know that there's a lightsaber and a blaster rifle? That you <laughs> no. can get. They're illegal. I had no idea. Well, uh, I was pretty certain that you had to <laughs> use the force and get those crazy crystals into the lightsaber just right. That's the only. That's, that's uh, why only Jedi can use them. So I'm, you, I'm you read books or something about Star Wars that were not in the movie because there's nothing in the movie no, about how to make a lightsaber. No, it's not in the movie. Where, did you read a book or something? Um. No, I there's actually, a lot of Star Wars books. I've I read never, one or two of them. I've myself. never read any of the Star Wars books. Maybe some of the comics. Um, I believe I got the information off of uh, uh, probably video games or just being curious. Because I was always curious. Like, imagine like if a lightsaber was real, it would be the most useful cutting tool ever. You, you wouldn't need a chainsaw. You wouldn't need to sharpen knives. You could have a little tiny utility. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. This is a practical utilitarian device. Yeah, it would be, it would awesome. be really like, awesome. Who would need a knife, a real knife for anything? But the and, explanation that they came up with, because obviously somebody was probably like, why the hell doesn't everybody in the universe wield these? Is oh. because the, it's so hard to make, apparently. Oh. The Jedi, you have to use the Force to assemble the crystals just right. Plus, oh. you probably have to use the Force not to be an idiot and cut your own arm off and... Yeah, that's what I was going to... I was wondering why only Jedi have them, and my thought... My, I actually wondered if you needed the Force to, like, turn it on or something. Cause like, do you ever see them actually flip a switch? No, it anything? just, like, whips into their hand and bam, goes... This is on. Like, maybe the switch is inside the lightsaber, and... Or maybe you have to well, maybe you have to hold the switch on with the If you look the at the models, there are some... There's, it looks like switches, but I don't know. Yeah. Hey, if you're a giant nerd and you know all about Star Wars lightsaber <laughs> techniques, call, call in. in. 
which might be long distance. Check and see. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so number six is a lightsaber and a blaster rifle. If you had any sort of childhood, you spent a healthy portion of it wishing like hell you had either Luke Skywalker's lightsaber or Han Solo's blaster. Word. Well, got your checkbook ready? Do I? (laughs) Here's a real mofo blaster rifle on sale for a measly two grand. (laughs) What? Two grand. You can have a blaster rifle. Only two grand. That seems uh, really cheap. Is it made in China? Or is it knockoff by, brand? Gonna, or what is this? I'm going to explain that. It says Information Unlimited sells high-grade scientific lasers, but unfortunately, they're only intended for laboratory use. Fortunately, however, you don't have to give laboratory. a crap about intent. All uh-huh. you need is a credit card and a lust for the smell of burning human flesh. Oh, I have that. Yeah. Not well, the credit card, the lust for burning. Who doesn't? I mean, I hear it smells like pork, so I don't know. Well, it tastes like pork. I think human <laughs> uh, burning flesh is really disgusting. It says, oh, and this isn't just some legitimate scientific tool we're making out to sound terrifying. The manufacturer advertises it as a prelude to a weapon of the future. This is an actual self-contained blaster rifle with a power cell good for between 120 and 150 shots on a full charge. It can wow. send out a 6,000-watt pulse, which is enough to blast small holes in the hardest of metals. There are videos on the site of other Class 4 lasers, the same grade as this one, cutting through blocks of wood like, well, like a hot laser through wood. Sweet. Well, yeah. unlike Han Solo, though, this thing looks like it's the size of a Buick. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get back. Uh, call in. We're going to talk about pacifism later and people's reactions to it. 603-435-1105. You can control the show. Nerds! You are back. This is Free Talk Live. You're back listening to Free Talk, Free Talk Live Sunday edition, internet only. This is your host, Dale. And this is your co-host, Puke. And Rock it out to whatever that song was. <laughs> it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. There, I heard, I've been hearing some new music lately on the, in the show. Yeah, it's nice. I've swapping some stuff Mega out. Megadeth rocks, but, I mean, we could use some new stuff every now and then. Hmm. Well, uh, we were talking about things that are more legal than marijuana, and uh, we were just talking about... Blasters, like Star Wars blaster rifles, which are really, they're yeah, lasers. Laser you know, gun. They're not really yeah, blaster rifles. a laser gun. You know, but it's pretty cool. Story I mean, Lucas had to be different. It's, uh, <clears throat> these are Class 4 lasers, and they cut through blocks of wood. Depending on the lens you're using, they can cut through rocks and burn hot enough to make air explode at the focus point. That's but, right. They can kill the air itself. Yeah, wow, that is that is pretty amazing. I didn't know you could explode air. You can explode it, air. I mean, apparently. oxygen burns, right? But I didn't. Um. It's weird. Explode it makes me think that it just makes it really hot and expand really fast or something. I yeah, don't know. that's what, that's so what explode yeah, means, right? Is this to expand yeah, yeah, rapidly? expanding rapidly, essentially. Very, very rapidly, of course. Uh, but perhaps you long for a more elegant weapon from a more civilized age. Sadly, most of us gave up. You can buy a laser for $2,000 that'll cut through wood. No, I know people that'll do that just for a toy. Just, well, just to like, just to like, have fun yeah, with it. You if know, I had two maybe grand, to, to burn ants or something. I don't if know. I had two grand. I would, I'd, I'd whip it out at parties and be like, "Watch this!" and have somebody put their hand under it and kill them, <laughs> and then hide the I, body. Uh, I've, I've burned blocks of wood with a Fresnel lens, and that's a lot cheaper than two thousand dollars. You can order one yeah. of those off of from, probably from Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Well, uh, Amazon.freetalklive.com. There you go. <laughs> Ding. So, well, if, um, I mean, if you have enough patience, you can use a. Uh, magnifying glass or mirrors, parabolic mirrors, to do the same thing, you know. Well, a Fresnel lens is basically a really powerful 
magnifying glass. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a it's a way of it's the well, same that's, idea. That's all a laser is is it's it's concentrated light. Yeah. So you just concentrate that light, put more and more energy behind it, and there you go. But perhaps you long for a more elegant weapon than a laser from a more civilized age. I do. Civilized age. Sadly, most of us gave up our hopes of owning a real lightsaber years ago when we realized the technology was prohibitive, prohibitively expensive, if not physically impossible. Some dreams must always and forever remain dreams. Well, unless you have 300 bucks and a credit card. Uh, well, I don't really well, have okay. either of those, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the S3 Spider Arctic... But I can Arctic. mug somebody and then... Wait, no, <laughs> So the S- S3 Spider Arctic isn't exactly the movie lightsaber. That can never exist because you can't have a laser beam about yay long. But it's the next Is that a clerk's thing. reference? How do they know it only goes about yay high? Well, and most lasers don't just stop in midair. Like, go out three feet and stop. They do when you use the force, mofo. I guess so. But it's the next, the next best thing. While it can't cut through a hut's sail barge, it could light your hair on fire or blind a man at a fair distance. Okay, now, Sweet. that's suddenly not a lightsaber. I'm sorry. No. As soon as I light- describe this thing, I'm like, but it looks like one. If you, you look want- at the picture they have on this article, yeah, and it, again, you can clearly, go to Cracked and go to six things you won't believe. Yeah, they, more they clearly took design cues from the lightsaber. Would you like oh, to know yeah. what a lightsaber really does? Okay, go ahead. This is from the... Unbelievably nerdy-sounding Wikipedia, which is apparently the official Star Wars wiki. <laughs> the weapon... Uh, let's see here. There's a lightsaber. The weapon consisted of a blade of pure plasma energy emitted from the hilt and suspended in a force containment field. So that's why it only goes yay high. The field contained the immense heat of the plasma. It's hard to read through this damn microphone. Protecting the wielder and allowing the blade to keep its shape. I don't know why it's written in past tense. That's the problem with... It protects wikis. the wielder... Yeah, well, apparently the field that contains the blade to make it go only yay high also protects the wielder, which I'm and, unless you put your hand directly in. I guess mean maybe they mean like the heat coming off of it. Maybe it's, maybe it's that, and it's also maybe it's so you can actually hold the base of it and it doesn't yeah doesn't burn your overheat own hand. or something. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. It's just a wiki entry. Any nerd could write this crap. It's fictional technology That's, anyway, uh, so it can be a force true. field, right. and you know who really cares. So. um... The hilt was almost always self-fabricated by the wielder to match his or her specific needs, preferences, and style. Due to the weightlessness of plasma and the strong gyroscopic effect generated by it, lightsabers required a great deal of strength and dexterity to wield and was extremely difficult and dangerous for the untrained to attempt using. However, in the hands of an expert of the Force, i.e. a Jedi, the lightsaber was a weapon to be greatly respected and feared, and it made great toast. To wield a lightsaber was to demonstrate incredible skill and confidence, as well as masterful dexterity and attunement to the Force. So that's what it, a real lightsaber would it's do. It's pretty I mean, scary it's, to pick one of those things up and sling it around. I mean, it would be. You, you could apparently it's behead got yourself. Force. I didn't know. So I mean, imagine that you, sort of makes you sense. Could, like, it's like whipping around. You could, I can easily see you like chopping your own arm off. You wouldn't or want a six-year-old yourself. to get a hold of that thing because he'd just go crazy and chop yeah. down your house and everything inside of it. Yeah, cut the cat in two. Supposedly, That's a lightsaber crazy. can cut through anything but another lightsaber. Or those crazy things in episode, whatchamacallit, the, new, uh, the prequels, you know, the there were some critters that had the whizz, whizz staffs. Those, um, they were the droid army. Remember that scene? I don't remember anything that couldn't be cut, that wasn't cut. Yeah, cut the droid army, the general... You know, I think we're digressing was. here. 
What were we talking about? <laughs> anyway, so it's turning into Star Wars talk life. All right, enough about so lightsabers. It ain't, it ain't really a lightsaber. But no, three hundred dollars. Uh, it's it a sure wicked heck looks like one. It has a really really cool laser. But basically, so. what what you know what we're getting at here in this article is that if you could somehow have a capacitor and a power source powerful enough to like put you know in a compact thing. That wasn't the size of a battleship. You could have a real laser that could actually cut through stuff. I, yeah, I guess so. So, so but, uh, but it does so resemble a lightsaber. In fact, uh, this uh, it's again it's the S3 Spider Arctic. Uh, it does resemble a lightsaber. It provoked a cease and desist letter from no less than an a-hole than uh, George Lucas himself. <laughs> so why are either of these things What's legal? What's that dude's chin? Anyway, he doesn't have one. That's the. That's no, he's got like a waddle hanging off of him, like a turkey. So why are either of these things legal? Well, aside from the fact that you can buy giant, deadly, regular rifles for less, laser weapons are still the Hell future. Yeah. We we're willing to. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you really want to hurt someone, these aren't the ways to do it. I mean, there's be, there's weapons that you can buy that are no. better than this. And absolutely. This this is just because it looks cool and it can do cool stuff. That's all. Give me a good rifle firing a three oh eight. We're willing to yeah. bet that unless you're reading this in your casual cloak from the back of your robo-spider. You probably didn't know a weapon like this existed until now. It'll be at least another few days. Orders are assembled within 24 hours before the first major crime is committed with one of these babies. That's right, readers. With a little luck and good time, you could be the first person in history to commit a violent crime with a laser weapon. Sweet. <laughs> I'm going to go up right now. Do that. And number five, real goddamn tanks. That's awesome. I want a real goddamn tank. Yeah. You can buy one. That's a Chieftain Battle Tank, and for under a grand, you, yes, you personally, can use it to crush a car. There's a place in Sherman, Texas, that offers this and many more tank-related adventures for a nominal fee. At first, I was like, you can buy this thing for a thousand bucks. There's no way. A, uh, it's a yeah, it's a rental. Like for a day. Like, for like, not even for a day. Probably like, yeah. just, you know, drive over a car with like, it and you're done. It's like, yeah. a, it's like going to an amusement, amusement park, park ride. ride. Yeah. <laughs> you get to drive over a car and you're done. Yeah, because I'm sorry, just the melt value of the steel in a tank itself would be probably multiple tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they're heavy. Right. I'm buying them. They're pretty heavy. So... Okay, so you're listening to Free Talk Live Sunday edition, special internet-only edition. You can call in at 603-435-1105. We'll be talking about pacifism after this article. So uh, be forming your opinions on that. Get ready to call in. We will see you in a few minutes. You're listening to the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. This is your host, Dale. And this is your co-host, Puke. And we got some fun stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about pacifism, especially people's really dramatic reactions to, to people who say they're pacifists. And I'm going to have some stuff to talk about about that. So uh, uh, in, in the meantime, we're talking about the six things you won't believe are more illegal than marijuana. I don't and believe uh, at the beginning of the next hour, we'll be having uh, Ian is going to be reading a statement from Mama Allie of Savannah's Last Biscuit. But, uh, so we'll be having that at Ooh. the beginning of the next hour. Stay tuned for that. So oh, we were uh, Keen Last Biscuit. He is dun, dun, dun. Uh, is now of Keen Last Biscuit exactly. So uh, franchises. We were just talking about the fact that you can buy a tank. You can buy a tank or rent one at least. Yeah, you can rent. Uh, one. I think you, you can, can, I think you can buy one too. Oh, you I can buy one. Get into that. I'm pretty sure they're private are. collectors, but yeah, that's a lot of money. 
Yeah, so that's the, we were Chief. talking about the Chiefs in Battle Tank. Um, and, uh, you know, basically you can crush a car with it in Sherman, Texas. You can do many more tank-related adventures for a nominal fee. That's right. The next time you're rejected by a pretty girl at a crowded bar, you can just scream, I once crushed a car with a freaking tank, and storm out. You could. That, I don't, see I don't know that. Solve it don't make you feel any better. <laughs> it feels kind of... But while renting a tank is pretty badass, the high rollers among us won't be satisfied with such a fleeting thrill. So for folks with the extra cash, there are a number of online tank depots for civilian collectors. Want a T-72, the, battle, the main battle tank for the former Soviet Union? Less than $50,000, and this 45-ton monster can rest in your driveway. You want something a little more street How do you legal? register one of these things? Uh, that's a good question. Huh. I, I think they might get into that if you give me a moment. I'm not certain. Oh. Uh, if you want something a little more street legal, this Fox armored car will set you back a paltry 17 grand. You can own, own an armored car, uh, an armored scout car, and drive it on the highway for less than the cost of a new SUV. Your Escalade may look gangster, but it takes an RPG round like a little bitch. Yeah, what, <laughs> wonder what the gas mileage is on the Fox armored car. I uh, know people drive them for the gas mileage. No. Civilian, legal, no. military people drive them because they have small peepees. Yeah, that's I guess. why I drive one. <laughs> Civilian, legal, military hardware doesn't stop at tanks either. If you're willing to spend the time getting your pilot's license, you can also buy a working fighter jet. Everything from a 1956 Venom oh, yeah. to a 2005 Northrop F5 is available for anyone willing to pay. Prices start at around 4500 Really? <laughs> and go up to $2 million for the nicer ones. Sure, all of their weaponry is... Is, is deactivated, but yeah. they're son, son of a bitching tanks and jets. Tanks don't actually need those cannons to, to affect havoc. Just drive them through a grocery store, snap a quick <laughs> picture with your cell phone, and send it to the League of Evil. Well, you <laughs> can do the same thing with a big-ass bulldozer, too. Uh, Killdozer. Yeah, I guess so. They're, they're sure to approve your application now. As for jets, well, just tape swords to the wings or something. Do we have to think of everything for you? <laughs> tape swords. So number four is a fun one. Deadly yeah. Exotic Animals. So we've been talking about high techy stuff now. Living in a gated community is a great way to tell the world that you are terrified of it. But concrete walls and chain link fences can be defeated by anyone with a ladder or a decent pair of bolt cutters. Sure, you'll keep out the low-level riffraff, but no serious criminal will be in any way deterred. No, for truly effective home defense, you'll want to invest in a moat filled with deadly flesh-eating piranhas. Word. Yes, you can get deadly flesh-eating piranhas. Our regular readers may point out that while... (laughs) Our regular readers may point out that wild piranhas aren't nearly as dangerous as rumors make them out to be. While it's true that in their natural habitat they aren't a threat to anything larger than a guppy, when starved they are fully capable of skeletonizing a cow in an extremely short period of time. Teddy Mofo Roosevelt himself was a witness. (laughs) Hungry piranhas have been known to attack any person or animal, regardless of size, that stops long enough for them to get a bite in. And those aren't always little bites, most injuries resulting in bites to the heels, soles of the feet and toes. More serious, deeper wounds were also inflicted to the legs, arms, and body. Some bites were so severe that the fish completely removed the toes, including phalange bone. That's scary. Yeah, but you can you can actually you can get you can buy these and put yeah. them in your yard. Hippos are more dangerous though. I wonder how hard they are to keep alive and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So yes, I any mad scientist. Throw some chum in there and. Some yeah, census right. workers. Well, I, yeah, I don't know, know. but like, is there anything? I guess the I guess the water doesn't have to be like just the right pH or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the, the Amazon that's a freshwater body. Yeah. So it's you know there's you, that factor. It's freshwater salt, fish, I think, are easier to. Yeah, and it's a river, so it can't be that clean, can it? I don't know. Mm. So yes, any mad scientist lasers or paranoid with lasers. homeowner, yeah, or paranoid homeowner worth his salt would have no trouble arranging the environment 
keeping them hungry for a school of murder fish. And the best part, it won't cost anything more than walking around money. You can buy 10 red-bellied piranha for a mere $80. That's really cheap. I, I mean, guess, I don't know. I it seems not, like it sounds really cheap because it seems like I don't know. I'm remember really? trying to buy exotic fish or something. I'm not in the market for piranha, so I haven't I haven't looked at the me prices. either. But but I just I just seem to recall buying fish and stuff, and it seemed like they were more expensive. Plus, they're legal in 28 of 50 states, which means most of you have absolutely no excuse for not investing in a pond full of carnivorous water monsters right now. It's just good business. That's true. It's good business. <laughs> That'd Storm. be way cooler than a bunch of like. Floaty fish in an aquarium. You could Look get, at me, I you got could get, You could get the piranhas and Over. the lasers and put the lasers on the piranhas, mount the, the lasers on the piranhas. Yeah, that's... Where else would you it's put like them? like sharks with lasers on the... Frickin' lasers. <laughs> Swarms of razor shark fish, not enough for you? How about a goddamn bear? You can buy illegally owned brown bears as well as lions and tigers in nine states. These terrifying people own two huh. fully grown bears and a whole website dedicated to helping you do the same. Well, that's sort of like the... Uh, well, they didn't own the bears. So there's a link on here about uh, for a website where you can learn how to buy bears and take care of them. Wow. Yeah. But I was going to say there was a place up in Canada that was, apparently they were just feeding bears, so they would hang around their giant marijuana patch. And uh, when, the, when the cops busted them, though, the, the bears were so tame from being fed by people that they didn't actually attack the police officers. But that would have been cool if they had <laughs> to have uh, guard bears around your, your marijuana crop. Yeah. If they'd had lasers on the bears, though. They need bears with lasers. Anything's better Freaking with a laser Freaking lasers on, on their heads. <laughs> so why trust in that rack of shotguns to scare off your daughter's potential suitors when you could raise 1,500 pounds of muscle and claws to do the talking for you? They don't actually talk. What? They don't actually talk. I saw them talking at Average Bear Show <laughs> by Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> what was that I don't called? think that's a bear show. Oh. I don't I think, remember. I think that's like Flintstones or something. No. Oh. What's what <laughs> was the Hanna stupid Barbera? character that uh, the uh, smarter than the average bear? Oh, okay. I don't even know the name. I thought you were saying a joke. Hanna Barbera. Oh that's, yeah, that would make a joke. That's really it? bad. Though. I'm so good, I didn't even know. So number three, <laughs> <laughs> number three on the list of six things that you won't believe are more legal than marijuana: grenade launchers, anti-tank weapons, etc. With enough yeah, money the, or the right license. The grenades are the ones you can't really get a hold of. You can buy just about any weapon you've ever seen. Want to own a grenade launcher? Sure thing. As long as you're willing to fill out a ton of papers, there's nothing to stop you from buying enough yeah. military hardware to over, overthrow a banana republic. Just buy no, that class three tax stamp. I think they they expect this to be really shocking. Like, oh my God, people can buy those things? And it's like, but you know, yeah, to libertarians, I mean, they're like, yeah, you should be able to buy that. Yeah, stuff. I'm a gun nut, so I absolutely know about all this <laughs> stuff that you can own. I mean... Mm-hmm. As long as you're willing to pay the tax stamp to the federal government, would essentially a bribe. Yeah. Yeah, you can own all this stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff costs like, you know, they're about to get into that, some of the licensing you need for it. Yeah. Which I don't, you know, I don't think anyone well, should need a license for anything like that. I don't, uh, I'm not interested myself, you know. Yeah, no. I'm, well, the, the barrier to entry is the expense of the weapon and the ammunition itself. I mean, <laughs> and, and quite frankly, if you're, you know, a criminal, you're going to own this stuff anyway. Yeah. But, hey, that's never stopped all the other gun-grabbing idiots. Yeah, so you can grab your very own M203 grenade launcher. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure that's you do. That's the grenade launcher that attaches to the bottom of an M16 rifle that the you know, ah. army uses. Okay. Fires a 40 millimeter. I have, I have heard about those, the, 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 the launchers you can just attach to, a, or rifles that you can use as a grenade launcher or something like that. I don't know. Well, it, it attaches to the bottom of the rifle, so you have a grenade launcher and the rifle. Okay. All is one. All right. 
Well, you can get that for under $3,000, though you'll need to go through a background check, register it through the ATF, jump through a few other bureaucratic hoops, and the necessary tax stamp will set you back 200 bucks. Then you'll need to pay another 200 if you want to register a deadly grenade like this 40-millimeter buckshot round. So apparently you have to oh, yeah. register each grenade yeah, or well, something. Yeah, anything that explodes, the uh, the government really don't like that. No, I guess not. That would... Yeah, it's fireworks. Especially with all the terrorism scares and stuff going on. Rock music! All right, you're listening to Free Talk Live Sunday Night Edition. Internet only. Call in at 603-435-1105. We'll be back in a moment. This is Free Talk Live Sunday Edition. You can call in and talk about anything you like at 603-435-1105. At the beginning of the next hour, we're going to have a message from Mama Allie of Savannah Last Biscuit, formerly Savannah Last Biscuit, now Keen Last Biscuit. And uh, then we're going to talk about people's reactions to pacifism. I'll give a little preview here. Uh, I posted, uh, just to kind of get, you know, I posted a little, a little uh, extremely scientific survey on Facebook Basically saying, you know, if someone describes him or herself as a pacifist, what sorts of thoughts or feelings? This is all preview. We're going to get back to the marijuana thing. Uh, what, what sort of thoughts or feelings does that expression inspire in you? What sorts of impressions do you start to form about that person? Let it all hang out. What you say here may be discussed on the Sunday edition FTL show. And uh, right off the bat, like uh, one of the reactions I got was, when I hear people describe themselves as pacifists, my first feeling is always disbelief. And in many cases, I feel that it is an outright deception. And another one is, I personally have no use or respect for pacifists. Pacifism is some sort of imagined moral high ground cowards run to. I, of course, am talking about the total pacifist who claim that violence is never a proper response, even while being mugged, raped, assaulted, or what have you. If someone initiates violence on you, the appropriate moral response is retaliatory force commiserate to said aggression. The total pacifist is the eternal victim. One thing I noticed about this response was that they're, they're saying... Uh, that claim that violence is never a proper response. Basically, it sounds like they're talking about people who are who are promoting, basically saying you're immoral if you're not a pacifist, I guess, which is different from saying I'm a pacifist, I think. But I don't know. But okay. we will talk more about that. So be, be formulating yeah. your thoughts on that and get ready to call in. Again, you can call in 603-435-1105. Talk about anything you like. Uh, we were talking about grenade launchers, you know. Mm, so you know, not a pacifist topic. Not a pacifist topic at the moment. <laughs> so there's uh, you, you actually we, we we were just pointing out you have to register a, the, each grenade too, and that's like two hundred dollars for each grenade. Yes. Um, does the does the military have to, who does the military pay that fee to? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think they nobody. Do. Uh, they should they should have to pay like they some, get them all free. Some you know charitable organization that does <laughs> that feeds like poor people. Every time they launch a grenade, they should have to pay a registry fee for that grenade. You know, to uh, anyway, that's oh, not going to happen. If only so, a perfect world. That's not going to happen. This no. monster holds the equivalent of 27 rounds of zero zero buckshot, and it you can fill in. Dale, that's what? pronounced double odd. Double. Buckshot. Okay, that, well that sounds like D and D. Interesting. Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> uses double odd. <laughs> oh, know. maybe that's. <laughs> Maybe they got the term from shotguns. Well, I don't know, that's why it's pronounced two zeros. Well, I mean, I'm displaying yeah. my ignorance. I was I was in the navy. We didn't really we didn't even get gun training when I was in the navy because it was yeah. like being revamped at the at the boot camp I was at. Yeah, they were, they were renovating the well, I mean, uh, the who, gun range. Who are you shooting at on a submarine anyway? They they train you to use they train you in in boot camp to 
typically, just but I missed it yeah. because they were re- re- they were renovating. Oh, really? They're like, nah. At the time. So I just oh, didn't no. get that. Well, that sort of sounds got... like me. When I went through Army basic training, they were... Uh, they were renovating the obstacle course, so we never got to do the fun obstacle stuff, like oh, climbing wow. the ropes and whatnot. That looks really that exhausting. Yeah, it, <laughs> it would have it looks, been. It does look kind of fun. It looks kind of fun. It looks like an interesting challenge. Well, it was either that or do more push-ups and get yelled at, so you know, yeah, climbing a rope would have been kind of interesting. If you had told me they skipped your gun training in the Army, that would have been odd for me. But Yeah. Uh, so this <laughs> monster holds the equivalent weird. of 27 rounds of double-aught buckshot, and it's still pinballs of death launch out at 882 feet per second. Creating a hellstorm of hot lead 98 feet wide and 98 feet high. and uh, But don't smoke a joint because those are dangerous. Word. Those are dangerous. Uh, so for about the same price as a fully loaded 1993 Ford Festiva, you could also wield the power to obliterate a small village in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So uh, want, to, want to kick it old school? You can also legally own Vietnam-era M79 grenade launchers if you're willing to drop around eight grand. Low drone ammo kits are fairly cheap. You could cheap. make your own. Yeah, well, it says load your own ammo kits are fairly cheap, although you'll need to register anything beyond a flare or flashbang round as a destructive device. If grenade launchers are too low-key for you, there's no reason you couldn't just go with a 60-millimeter mortar instead. Yeah, the 60-millimeter mortars, those are fun, too. Um, it's kind of fascinating, especially in this age of being terrified of terrorism, that they that you can just go, like, fill out some paperwork and, you know. If you don't have a history, you well, can suddenly just become a terrorist. Well, but the government does a background so. check, and they're perfect. Per, they don't make so mistakes. So they don't miss. You can see time and time again that the government no never, terrorists were ever in the United States. <laughs> that's right. The government never makes mistakes. So. Legal. Um, oops. So as fun as high explosive weaponry is, it won't really do the trick if you need to say disable a heavily armored battle tank. And let's face it, you probably will. You aren't the only one reading this article, after all. <laughs> it's only what? a matter of time before one of your before before one of your douche neighbors gets a hold of his own <laughs> personal tank, and now you've got a Soviet-made. T-72 blocking your goddamn driveway. Mortar rounds won't do much more than scratch the paint. But a 20-millimeter anti-tank cannon? We actually have a video of that. I don't that know. might do it. There's video of an uh, of, uh, anti-tank cannon. That's, you, know, yeah, you have to go there and watch it yourself. Yeah, but you can picture big gun. You can legally own a Lottie L-39. Is that a coffee gun? A lot, yeah, Lottie, a Lottie L-39 uh, for about the same South price African. as a mid-sized sedan, considering the fact that you can destroy 10 such cars with one magazine's worth of ammo, we're going to go ahead and declare the lot T a bargain. I suppose. What's the ammunition cost on that thing, though? It doesn't say. Yeah, 20 millimeter size rounds are not cheap. Um, um, yeah. And probably also, well, if they're the high explosive, that's also, well, explosive, so you probably have to register those rounds, too, just like the grenade ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I, are they explosive? I guess. I guess yeah, well, they could be. That's what I'm saying. There are oh. some 20-millimeter explosive rounds. Some are uh, heat rounds. They, they're basically like um, what do you like napalm. Yeah. It sort of burns through the metal and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, this what's coming up, this kind of uh, reminds me of stuff that, like, once the word gets out, it seems like it's going to get illegal. Number two is DXM. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So th- this do one's not a weapon for a change. Everything up to now has been, like, stuff you could be... Violent with, I guess. Uh, yeah, kind of crazy stuff that people wouldn't expect you to be able to own. But then when it gets into things that are, you know, sweeteners, then that's crazy when they start banning that stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, DXM, DXM is, uh, is what it says. Anytime a new high hits the market, it's liable to be banned within a few years in the name of keeping the children safe. You better like keep say, them safe. <laughs> like, say, for example, kids getting messed up on cough syrup. 
So it sounds doofy as hell. Multiple deaths and dozens of overdoses overdoses have been attributed to what they call robo-tripping, which I guess is cough syrup. Domo arigato. I don't know. Yeah, no less than three uh, rappers robo? have died as a result of cough syrup-related shenanigans. But to get really high off cough syrup, it needs to have either codeine or dextromethorphan. 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 We'll just call it Dex. Yeah, Dex. Uh, since the former is a Schedule II controlled <laughs> substance, DXM is the best bet oh, for kids looking to get messed up on over-the-counter. To get messed up over-the-counter. In the wake of the cough syrup scare, a bunch of states have started restricting the sales of DXM containing cough syrups to anyone under 18. So even put a limit on how many bottles you uh, can buy, regardless. Of, some even put a limit on how many bottles you can buy, regardless of age. So there you go. You're coughing up a storm, and you can't get your damn medicine because ooh, somebody might get high off of it. Yeah, actually, I, I, I get a cold pretty much every year, like a really bad cold that lasts about a week. And every year I have to go, I have to show my ID to get the good stuff, yeah. to get the really good cold medicine. That's also why cough syrup tastes like ass. That, uh, that hideous flavor oh, really? is to keep people from... Oh, so oh, they make it taste bad on purpose. Yes, Lovely. they make it taste horrible on purpose Lovely. so that people can't, you know, well... If you're enough of a hobo lush, you will. Anyway, so the, we actually it, have the technology yeah. to make good tasting cough syrup. Oh yeah, it doesn't. Do it. it does not taste bad on or on accident. It tastes bad so on purpose. Look at all the parents trying abusing. to get their kids to take cough syrup, and the kids yeah. they don't want to take their medicine because it tastes so horrible. Yeah, because some hobo might chug it because they can't just get a joint oh, down the street. Oh man! All right, people just they just uh. <laughs> don't you love this land of the free? Oh, it's so rich. So oh. free. All right. So, of course, none of these restrictions extend to the lawless, cultural, demilitarized zone we call the Internet. $18.30 will buy you 1,200 milligrams of pure DXM and 10 milligram capsules from the underground black market site known as Amazon.com. <laughs> but don't go to Amazon.com. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and some of your, your uh, port purchase will go to support Free Talk Live. That's right. Or so, isn't there also an Amazon.LRN or Amazon? Yeah, there probably is. So Arrowhead says that uh, says that's enough to give four people pretty mind-melting trips, or for one person to spend the next day fighting off invisible floating fires and journeying through the land of fractals. Woo! I like the invisible floating fires reference because there's like a Sesame Street <laughs> picture here with the people freaking out about a five <laughs> up in the air. Yeah. If you think that about it, that's too. like you know, Dude. it's like this. It's totally like <laughs> totally trippy. These like puppets freaking out over yeah. the like, floating well, numbers wait, and stuff. Shoot, just watching Sesame Street, those Muppets are <laughs> freaky, dude. <laughs> Now, please don't read the part where we said rappers do this stuff and fail to catch the part where we said they freaking died. <laughs> Cough syrup has other ingredients that are fatal in large doses, and side effects of DSM include sweating, nausea, stomach cramps, and refusing to shut the hell up about the patterns in this gravel driveway. Dude. That's pretty crazy patterns. Yeah. I think I see a bunny. <laughs> so, when we come back, uh, it will be uh, we're going to have a, a letter read by Ian from Mama Alley of Keen's Last Biscuit. And we're also going to talk about pacifism and why people freak out so much about it after we talk about the number one thing that's more legal than marijuana. And Luther's right. going to come back. And Luther will be joining us after the break. Yeah. Free Talk Live, the special internet-only Sunday edition. You can call in and talk about whatever you like at 603-435-1105. 
And uh, we're going to be finishing up six things you won't believe are more more legal than marijuana in a moment uh, with number one. And then we're going to talk about people's uh, angry reactions to pacifists. Uh, but for now, we've got a message from Savannah Laspiska that Ian is going to read for us. Well, yeah, of course, uh, as you know, uh, Mama Allie from Savannah Last Biscuit is she's one of my heroes. And so she asked me to read something here uh, on the show, and I figured tonight would be a good night to do it because the, the audience is probably heavily skewed toward the activist contingent tonight, uh, I would think. It being Sunday night, we don't have the radio station uh, audience on board with us, and just like the most hardcore, I think, of the listeners are, are probably listening to the Sunday shows. So Mama Allie has had quite the experience uh, coming up here to New Hampshire, and she's really, I mean, it's been almost like a, a trial by fire for her. It's been very difficult. You know, and and for some people, it is it's a real challenge to pick up a li- pick up a life and and make the move here to New Hampshire. And I think that her story is she she really had like roots there. A lot of people. She had a really broad customer base there, and and I think it took a long time to build that up. And now it's just like she's having to start from scratch, right? Well, yeah. scratch. Except well, there's a great activist base to help true. her help her get started. And of course, we're talking about the Savannah Last Biscuit, which is a, it's an underground. Restaurant. Well, it's not really a restaurant. It's a delivery, a food delivery service. And uh, so for those of you that don't know, she's been doing this for about two years down in Savannah, Georgia. And it's been a 24-7 operation. Of course, she found out, as I understand it, about the Free State Project. She came up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival with with, uh, some of her crew from the Last Biscuit and fed a lot of people at the Pork Fest. Uh, I'm Good sure both of y'all had Savannah Last Biscuit while you were there. Yes. Yeah, I think she cleaned out the flour in all of the immediate grocery stores in well, the Well, a vicinity. particular type of flour. I yeah, think. That, yeah. But she basically cleaned them all yeah. out. She went to another grocery store, cleaned them out, and went to like one more grocery store, cleaned them out. There's a whole lot of and, biscuit yeah. making going on. <laughs> to feed all these people at Park Fest, and she still like ran out. <laughs> so I think she was pretty excited about the idea of getting here to New Hampshire and wanted to get here as soon as possible. One of the things that happens when you come across the ideas of freedom and you get excited about them, you want to implement them as soon as possible. So uh, she got herself a, a video camera, and there was an incident. Uh, with the police down in Savannah where she recorded some cops that were messing with a homeless guy. Then the cops, uh, one of the cops didn't like that very much, so the... Not at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure if you didn't see the video, I know it was, uh, I think it was posted over at freetalklive.com. I don't know what the best way to get to it is, but uh, it's just another cop with an attitude, uh, with a short person's syndrome, if you will, and a chip on their on her shoulder. Wasn't it a female cop? Yes, physically so attacking. Another... Yeah. Mama Alley. And Complex. she puts that video online and then all of a sudden things just get really harsh for her and her family down there in Georgia. That's right. So if they've been kind of looking for the last biscuit for a long time and once she put that video of that cop out of control online, that's when everything just broke. And they came after. They arrested. Uh, they arrested her boyfriend or, or her partner. Uh, they've arrested their drivers. They came in and they raided the the last biscuit in Savannah. Like the day after she managed to get out of town. Got to get those underground food making people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Now Savannah is safe. Well, I, I think this is. Um, you know, my, just I'm going to keep this short. But, but you know, so we want to get to the message from Mama Allie. But uh, and and. 
But my thought is, you know, pick what you want to do. You don't have to do. Don't, I don't. You know, don't feel pressure to do what other people are doing. If other people are doing civil disobedience and things, don't feel like you have to be the one doing that. I mean, do what works for you. You know yeah. what I mean? That's hard to do, and though. It is. It because is it is, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a risk involved with it, and yeah. to deny that is not. But it's easy to feel somewhat um, uh, under, no, what's the word, um, inadequate maybe around so many great people. So I understand mm-hmm. how people can, you know, they want to get in there and do the same thing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it takes baby steps. So, so, well, some of my inspiration came yeah. from people who are doing some pretty bold acts of civil disobedience. Sure, I mean, but you, you, know. you waited till you got here to get a, a little bit more active, right? Yeah. I mean, Mama Allie, yeah. she oh, had an opportunity, and she, she pulled out a camera down south, and she got beaten up for it by the police. I, I neglected to mention that. I mean, that yeah. she was literally physically, physically harmed yeah. uh, by them. So always a good idea to wait till you get up here. But nonetheless, it's been quite a story for her. So she asked me to read this, and she's a hero of mine for operating such a successful underground business. So this is what she had to write. After Savannah Police Department jailed my husband and ripped apart the last biscuit in attempts to do the same to me, I fled with my daughter to freedom and a more peaceful place in America with less violent officers. We're now safe and we'll be together again soon, thanks to the Free Talk Live boys and the faithful food followers of the last biscuit. I have to say that in the initial days of the brand new Keen Last Biscuit, the food has been pretty well received. Uh, the she, there was some stuff that was brought out to the 420 this afternoon that was uh, was a sellout. So uh, things are things are going well, I would say, too, as far as getting things started. While on the road, my daughter and I received even more heart-wrenching news that one of my brothers, Kevin Bannister, had had a terrible accident. Turns out that once we were able to call, uh, call home, we were devastated to find that Uncle Kevin is, uh, was facing more prison time, had chosen to hang himself rather than go back to the cage. He left behind two innocent children, two sons, uh, Landon and Casey, nine and two. She says, I would like to take this time to send some love to our badly grieving family back home and up to a man who will be sadly missed on this earth. Kevin lost his first child due to natural causes during childbirth. A little girl his hurting heart would never get over. For years, we've all watched as he drank himself numb day after day, making bad decision after next. Every time his sorrow got tangled up in the system, he got further and further in debt and more and more depressed, until one day it all became too much. Taking his own life and leaving his children forever was easier than spending one more day in prison. So, just just to add something to that, I mean, you've got a man who has been so screwed over by the system that it made his depression that much worse made him you know well it didn't make him but it drove him toward uh toward drinking more and and making his life worse and the idea that the system actually helps people i think is pretty pretty ludicrous anyway she writes let our grief and his life not be in vain i beg you to learn from his mistakes kevin was one of the most compassionate souls i've met to this day In my very violent second marriage, my husband broke both of my cheekbones, split my uh, bottom lip down to my teeth, and battered my kidneys so badly I still suffer from permanent damage. I ran to my brothers for safety and comfort. The day after the initial incident, the family went back to everyday life as if nothing had happened, but not Kevin. He went out of his way after uh, day after day in every different way to remind me of what a good person I was and how I hadn't deserved that and how beautiful I was, and would be again until slowly I began to feel human again. 
Kevin Bannister's kindness brought me back from the edge of insanity. Mental deconstruction uh, so that I could continue to be a good mom to my precious little girl. I'll never be able to tell him how grateful for the difference that he made in my family's uh, I am for the difference he made in my family's life and how awful it is the world is most definitely going to be a colder place without his warm smile. So I say to you tonight, don't let Kevin's fate be yours. Know your limits with alcohol and avoid the cage at every instance. If they put you in jail, it will get in your head and change your life forever. And I'm here to tell you that the money-grubbing gangsters that run the jail are not worth your beautiful life. We're all better than them and need to work harder at coming together and stop them from killing us. Kevin Justice and I love you so very much, and please send out some peace to all the aching hearts that are affected by his loss, especially his babies. Thanks, Mama Allie. Now, I totally understand where she's coming from when it when the when she's coming from the position of the jail is a, is a terrible thing, and that it can lead to uh, to ruin lives. But I also think that sometimes the path to freedom might lead through a cage, and I think that there's something to be said for. You know, coming to the the mental uh, conclusion that that you are free no matter what, and that you're going to live free, and uh, the consequences be damned. I think there's some some power in that, even though it may mean that uh, that going to jail is going to follow. Yeah, let's let's talk more about that when we get back. Um, this is Free Talk Live. You can call in at six zero three four three five eleven five. That's a powerful letter. I appreciate that. Thank you. Free Talk Live. You can call in and control the show at 603-435-1105. This is the internet-only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. I'm your host, Dale. And I'm your co-host, Luther. And I'm your co-co-host, co-puke-host. <laughs> Luther has joined us, Coco. as promised. Howdy, you and, um... Hi, Luther. <laughs> hey, puke. Long time no see. What's it been, like a day? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Always oh, good to have. Uh, these are my regulars. It seems like now. Seems yeah. like it. What the hell's going yeah. on? I might, I might I know. I'm tired of seeing I, your face. I mix it up on my Sundays. <laughs> well, I intended to. I, I, I was really. I was working on that. But got you know, plan it's Surprising. Ahead. It's surprising how um, hard it's it is. Little to get responsibility to be on a goes a long show. way, Dale. Yeah. Well, yeah, this man's trying to make movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't have that excuse at the moment. Right at this moment, I don't have that excuse. But we do have a call. Let's get. Let's uh, give our caller a chance to speak. So. Uh, Caller, you are on the air. Yeah, guys, this is Brett from Cop Block. Hi, Brett. Um, I didn't know. I just wanted to call in and let's see if you guys have heard about uh, about Adam. Uh, I heard that he got arrested in Vegas, and that's about it. Yeah, that's what I was calling about. I just didn't know if anybody had called you guys yet and said anything about it. Nope. Yeah, that's all I know. I'm actually uh, calling from work right now, so I haven't seen Pete's video or anything, but I know he does have a quick video up right now about it. Hmm. And they are saying, I guess he doesn't want to be bailed out right now, but they do have a number that you can call to, to ask about him at the jail. Well, let's go ahead and give people that number if you have it. Uh, yeah, 702-828-4348, I believe, is the number for the jail out there. Go ahead and uh, repeat it one more time for the listeners. Uh, 702-828-4348. Four, four, 
Okay, now, the, now for, for our listeners who don't know, Adam is part of the Liberty on Tour along with Pete. And, um, and they're going block. around the country. Am cop I, am block. I, yeah, what is <laughs> I can't help it. Am I, Every it? time I say that, that comes out. Anyway. So, um, so Adam has been, so the, so the Liberty on Tour is going around promoting Liberty and the, talking about the Free State Project, uh, in an RV and going all around the country. Sort of a tour of Liberty. Yeah. So, um, that's who, uh, that's Adam, if for people who aren't familiar. And Adam also does copblock.org, correct? Is that right, Brett? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, he's involved with copblock.org. Do you have anything, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um, no, I just wanted to call in and let everybody know what was going on. I did post something up on the Cop Block page on Facebook about it. I mean, I haven't seen the video since I'm at work or anything, but I do know the Liberty on Tour, I think, page on quick.com. Pete does have a video uh, talking about it up on there. If anybody wants to go and watch that and find out what's going on. Yeah, I would encourage people to do that. During the commercial find break. out more. Um, yeah, during the break. <laughs> and... Uh, in the meantime, probably, well, hopefully we'll have some more information. Maybe if people listen in tomorrow night, maybe we'll have some more information uh, that can be reported on the show as well. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Brett. Uh, thanks. So we were just, we just ended the, uh, the last segment talking about, uh, reading a letter from uh, Mama Allie of, of Savannah's Last Biscuit, uh, talking about her experience. And, and she's, it sounds like she's kind of discouraging uh, the, the sort of going to jail too too flippantly or too casually, <laughs> that, it, that it, and I can't. I, 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 that's you know maybe I'm, I'm sort of interpreting here, but uh, that's the impression I get. And and I have to say that I sympathize to some extent. I feel like you know this whole thing we should be constantly learning from what we're doing and hopefully yeah. getting better and trying new things and and being and 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 being open to uh, constructive criticism from other people who who share our goals. And I think. Um, I, I do feel that there is uh, that we could put some more thought into bang for the buck when people are talking about whatever activities they're doing, like and especially if you you need to look at the cost, do a cost benefit analysis of every, whatever it is you're doing. And I think when you're deciding yeah. to do, you know, civil disobedience, I, I you know I, I I I cringe a little bit at the sort of what seems like knee jerk civil disobedience to me, you know, versus versus well thought out. Civil disobedience. Yeah, you try to publicize it as much as possible. You 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 pick topics that that will ring true to people that will that will that will pull their heartstrings and show them the violence of the state, and show them the unfairness of the system. And uh, and I think I think those are the best in terms of bang for the buck. You know, if you're gonna get, especially if you're gonna go to jail or if you're risking going yeah, to jail, you always are risking it. Into it and, yeah. You know, I mean, you're kind of risking it just to even if you're not doing civil disobedience. I mean. As a lot of people know, there's a you know I was one of the people who was arrested at the jail for just protesting. Oh yeah, you don't. I have wasn't to, there to do civil disobedience. You don't have to go out of your way for them to come and pick you, snatch you up. I mean. Right. I wasn't there like, oh, I'm going to break the law and go to jail. Ha ha. Yeah. I, I have yet to do that. I have yet to really say, okay, I'm going to do some civil. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I have done some civil disobedience, being aware of the risk, but not really necessarily expecting it to be very likely. Yeah. But basically doing it, thinking, okay, there's a possibility I'll get arrested. I've gone to courtrooms uh, before it was sort of almost standard now. Uh, um, thinking that I was not going to stand for the judge, and that was a very personal thing for me that I was refu- I was unwilling to do. I didn't want to do it. I wasn't doing it so that I, you know to like I'm going to go to jail and prove my principles or anything mm-hmm. like that. I was just not willing to do it uh, for person for very strong personal principled reasons. 
and I did not want to go to jail, and I was very gra- very glad when I didn't. You know, when it when it ha- when it when it when yeah. it all went through, and I succeeded at what I intended to do without going to jail. That, to me, that was a victory. Um, and uh, so there's always the risk, you know. And I think that when you're when you're taking that risk, and when you're potentially you know prepared to go to jail, ho- hopefully you're doing it for something. That you you know some notion of of what kind of return you're going to get on that in terms of or are you going to reach some people are you going to inspire more people to move to New Hampshire uh, how long are you going to spend in jail are you going to lose your job over that and are you prepared for that and yeah I, have you thought it through you know what I mean um, so I, and I think I probably and, and there's probably some people that may disagree with me I'm sure there's some people that disagree with me on that that you know um, but uh, maybe I don't know um, but but that's just sort of my thought on it, is that to, to some extent it hasn't been as thought through as it ought to be. But that's just my constructive criticism. Take it or leave it. You know, yeah. I was going to do what they want to do, and I'm probably going to support people unless they're doing something I feel is. Well, a lot of people know. have been arrested, like you said, just uh, sort of. It, they weren't planning it. It came right. to them. Yeah, it's just like the, the you know the the um, open container arrests and stuff like that. That's just sort of people were yeah, trying the first to time. peacefully. Yeah, <laughs> I don't true. know. I mean, after the first time, you know, it's, it's you know, and if you see the cops coming a second time, at that point you're sort of saying, okay, I'm going to keep doing this and go to jail for it, and that's that's fine. Yeah. I don't know that it, I, I'm not completely confident that's necessarily a real effective thing, but, I mean, as we often decide that stuff for ourselves, I guess. True. But um, yeah, I think it's I think the I think it's good. I, I think it's a powerful letter, and and I had no idea that how much she's gone through. I, I knew there was a lot, but uh, but that you know I, I learned some things from that letter. So yeah, that's, that's some of that's some of this new stuff for me. So if you have any thoughts on that, please feel free to call in six zero three four three five eleven zero five. We will try to listen to what you have to say as constructive criticism if you present it constructively and actually trying to make things better instead of just being kind of a an, an ass. Yeah, don't be an ass. Uh, don't be an ass. Just you know, call with constructive criticism if you have thoughts on the subject. But um, uh, when we get back, I'm also going to finish up the uh, the six things you won't believe are more legal than marijuana, and then we'll go on to talk about people's violent, angry, whatever reactions to people who are pacifists. pacifists make me angry. Yep, and we're going to talk about what does that mean with another label. So we'll talk about that too. This is free talk live. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. You're listening to Free Talk Live's Internet Only Sunday edition. This is your host, Dale. And Luther. Oh, and Puke. My microphone got away from me. Puke with his... Uh, <laughs> Hang on to that thing. Put it on a leash if you have to. I will. I'm going to strap it in my face with a rope next time. Okay, yeah, get away. that's Puke with his Tourette syndrome. Like you said. <laughs> <laughs> don't tempt me. I know it's Internet Only, but oh. oh but I'll just sort of shout. Ah! So oh. <laughs> I promise you he's not have, having orgasms over here. I have, but, I, well, well, I can't promise that. You I don't know what's I in my pants, Dale. No, I can't promise that. But well, We're skating skating the territory. Yeah, we are. Naughty, so let's move on. Naughty, no-no sex talk. Let's, can't have and we're known for that. Let's move on to the, the number one of the six things that you won't believe are more legal than marijuana. Number one. Number one. Number one is, can you guess, cookbooks for crime. So the worst thing about drugs are easily the dealers. In in theory, I, I think the worst thing about drugs is the drug war. 
Yeah, the prohibition <laughs> itself is the prohibition is what, and that's why the dealers are are shady because they can't. Yeah. They have to be uh, shady. In a world with a drug war, I'd say I'd yeah. say the worst thing about drugs are those pesky side effects. I need a new drug, <laughs> one that won't. I don't remember other words, but anyway. Yeah, I like the uh, weird alvers. Vomiting, the diarrhea, stomach ache. So pot. Then maybe you should be smoking pot. <laughs> yeah, pot, uh, pot, ecstasy, and acid aren't really all that dangerous compared to alcohol and tobacco. I'm glad they said that. That's very good. <laughs> it's very poignant. But dealing with skeezy, paranoid, and possibly armed street psychos, or even just filthy dreadlocked hippies, carry some <laughs> real risk. That's dangerous right there. <laughs> um, you could end up in the middle of drug bust, shot during a drive-by, or forced to sit through the entirety of loose change. Well, you wait for a guy named Free to feel if the dime bag is ready to take home. But good news, everyone. Yeah, you're supposed to say that like uh, Professor Farnsworth. Uh, oh. That's why he's pictured. Good news, everyone. Excellent. Thank you. Was that, was that about right? <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched yeah. Futurama. Good news, everyone. Sort of says it. Okay. Uh, should, yeah. I, should I do my Go, Luther. Now? You do yours. Yeah, go for it, Luther. We all did. Uh, good news, everyone. You suck. Oh, yeah, you suck. Failed. Right, you're fired. Well, I just couldn't top you guys. I mean, I, I was very intimidated. Fired. You could have at Go least home. tried. Uh, I, this is my house. <laughs> all right, well, good. good. Stay here then. <laughs> so, ecstasy and all those other bizarre research chemicals can be made relatively cheaply and quickly in your own home. But notice we did not say safely or wisely. As it turns out, the raves... The lawyers added that part. <laughs> yeah. As it turns out, raves... Cyberitic drug orgies and Burning Man all owe their psychedelic fuel to one man, Alexander Shulgin. He's the scientist credited with popularizing MDMA, which is the I think the technical word uh, term for ecstasy, and was also the inventor mm-hmm. and first user of over 230 other psychoactive chemicals. Wow! Uh, yeah, far out. Uh, and he survived all that amazingly. Without a doubt, <laughs> Dr. Shulgin has consumed a wider variety of psychedelic drugs than any other human being on planet Earth. Uh, he's sort of our hero is what we're saying. Oh, That's a quote from Crack. It's not my personal quote, just just to be clear. So. He could be my hero. Why not? Yeah, he's kind of cool. He seems pretty cool. If you ever know that you're my hero. <laughs> oh, sorry. You took so many psychoactive <laughs> drugs. Um, so Dr. Shulgin and his wife, Ann, authored two books. Phenethylamines. Phenethylamines. <laughs> Phenethylamines? Phenethylamines. Phenethylamines. Thank you. I have known. Phenethylamines. I have known and loved. I have heard of it. I have heard of this, actually. Um, uh, but I have known and loved. And tryptamines I have known and loved. Otherwise known as PCAL and TCAL. Yeah, that's way easier to say. Uh, these tomes contain deep, and apparently you need short-term for them because they're very popular books. <laughs> Are they? I, I think they've sold quite a quite a few, and they're fairly popular. And some dude Roland isn't going to be able to pronounce phenolphthalein. It tells you how to make like drugs at home. So, I, you know, I guess these tomes contain cool. detailed step-by-step instructions for making all the crazy research chemicals Shulgin discovered across his long and storied career. And each entry even comes complete with trip reports, so you know which man rabbit you can expect to fight in six <laughs> hours and why. Man rabbit. So we man meet rabbit. again, man rabbit. <laughs> I think... haven't seen you since that blotter acid in San Francisco. <laughs> so if you think this isn't serious stuff, listen to Richard Meyer, spokesman for the DEA in San Francisco, who has this to say about P. Cal and P. I'd P. rather not listen to him. I'm probably saying those wrong, too, actually. 
Tikal and Tikal. I don't know. It is our opinion that those books are <laughs> pretty much Tikal and Tikal. Tikal and Tikal. I'm just you. messing with you, man. <laughs> it is our opinion that these that those books are pretty much cookbooks on how to make illegal drugs. Agents tell me that in clandestine labs that they have raided, they have found copies of those books. In other words, what he's saying is knowledge is illegal. Yeah. You are not allowed to possess the knowledge. You know that whole that whole free that whole America. free speech thing that free they speech, have in that thing called uh, the uh, period, yeah. the Bill of Rights and all That's that. A no-go. First of yeah, that kind of reminds me of when Pete and Adam were arrested down in Mass, uh, and uh, in the cops' report, he said that he towed the vehicle after so- searching it because he found uh, anarchist. Uh, what it, he, he they had guns and ammunition. Oh, yeah. and they had anarchist. Uh, writing, yeah, pamphlets and stuff. Did they call it anarchist or anti-state? Or Anarchists. Okay. And, or anti-government. He, he claimed that his training taught him that if you see that combination, guns and anarchist writings, you, you got should, yourself, yeah, you should search for booby traps. Oh, good grief. Anarchist code. Yeah, I, can, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I know that have those combinations that are not, they're not scary <laughs> people, or, you know. Well, oh, hopefully well. nobody searches. One of them's in this collection. room, though. I don't want to name names. <laughs> <clears throat> what? Why are you guys staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I should be scared of puke, but, you know, I'm ignorant. You should. It's disgusting. Clean that stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, crap. Something like that must be locked down tighter than a nun's... Uh, I don't know what they were going to say there, but... Oh, no. <laughs> You can buy them for $16.66 from Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You can also find the second half of Tycal for free on Arrowhead. So, uh, but, but who are we kidding? Attempting to mix your own drugs and largely untested research chemicals and reckless, irresponsible, and downright da- is reckless, irresponsible, and downright dangerous. You're probably better off spending your money elsewhere, like, say, this extreme, extensive collection of guides to mixing your own explosives. Yeah, they do that as well. That's what I want. And, and, and it even has a click to look inside link. <laughs> you just click it and the home workshop or explosives. Yep. I love and, Amazon. Yeah. Well, go figure. And yet there's not like a whole bunch of stuff getting blown up, really. Well, that's kind of... So... Yeah. Uh, I was taught how to make napalm in the army. Somehow, you know, they can trust me with that knowledge. They they haven't figured out oh, a way to erase it. you had a special badge that kind of made it okay. Yeah, at the time. But I still possess that knowledge, and if I write it down and give it to someone else, is that illegal? Dun, you know, dun, dun. now that we've now that we've finished talking about all you know all these like all this weaponry and extremely in theoretically in theory dangerous drugs and all this stuff. Yeah, enough uh, of this. We violence. can now talk about pacifism. We and why does pacifism enrage so many people? You know, I, I dabbled in pacifism once. You dabbled in it. Like, how do you not, dabble in pacifism? Not in Nam, of course. <laughs> Uh, I was, dabble in pacifism. No, I was I was quoting uh, the the Big Lebowski actually. Oh yeah, Walter Sobchak says that. Um, is that a movie or something? The Big Lebowski. <laughs> it is the movie. It's a way of life. It's not a movie. <laughs> I know. Friend. It's a way of life. Crazy people. I like to sit in my bathtub smoke, smoking roaches and listening to the song of the whales. Don't we all? Yeah. Well, I think, you know what, anytime you start to talk about, um, you say something like pacifism, or, uh, and and I've experienced with some other things, that we're all experienced with, like, people's reactions to the word anarchism, or people's reactions (gasps) to to pantheism, that's a popular one lately, and basically these are all labels, and I think a lot of what happens has to do with the fact that all of the English language is an abstraction, 
right? Every every everything and every language is an abstraction of reality. For for you know we communicate with it, but uh, and, and it's, so in a sense it's a sort of an it's a sort of analogy and it's never perfect. And what I say what I what I mean when I say pacifist, it might be very very different than what con- gets conjured up in your head. And so I yeah. think a lot of it comes from that. We'll talk more about that when we get back. This is Free Talk Live, Sunday night, Internet-only edition. Call in at 603-435-1105. I react to a rotary engine. Listening to the Sunday Internet Only edition of Free Talk Live. This is your host Dale and Luther. That rug really tied the room together, <laughs> and that was puke. This is, uh, you can call into the show and talk about anything you like. The phone lines are clear. If you call in, you will probably get through. You can call in at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Talk about anything you like. We were just uh, finishing up the last segment talking about pacifism. And not so much like uh, the subject of pacifism all by itself. Uh, this is not what really fascinates me, but people's reactions to it. Just the word pacifism because, again, we were talking about labels and how different people, they mean different things to different people. And so one person says something and someone else interprets it a different way. And there's a whole lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of presumptions made when you hear a label and you start, people start jumping to conclusions about what that means. So, well, I think we've all experienced it with like anarchism. If you, uh, yeah, you're not everyone's. Uh, you know, if you, yeah, if people you, don't really understand. I shouldn't say we've all experienced that. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't experienced that. But I mean, mm. they might be familiar with the idea of that. So, but um, but, but yeah, like, but, 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 but who's gonna build the road? <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is actually this is what gets me. Uh, I think it's probably one of the um, reasons why uh, it's such a it's a, such a frustrating topic to try and discuss is because when you say. Um, for instance, when someone says, you know, there's that there's a there's a comment that, you know, if if the, if the government didn't make shoes, everyone would go barefoot. And of course, the point of that comment is obviously the government government doesn't make shoes, and yet people don't go barefoot, right? But yeah. that's the but that's it the might type of be healthier. That's the type of fallacious argument people use to support government doing something. Is they, there's this notion that if they don't do it, if you don't do if you don't solve this problem my way, it won't get solved. Yeah. Right. And so the idea, uh, I think, uh, and I think that comes uh, down a to myopic view. Of how things should be solved. Well, I hear that as opposed to pacifism you know, getting people too. to think outside the box. I hear that with pacifism too. Is that the like, idea is that you're you're just not going to do anything if you don't if you're not going to use violence in this in X situation. That means you're just not going to do anything. Curl up in a ball and protect your uh, vital organs, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, um, wait, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I think I read the one is a uh, you know the idea of pacifist being um, dishonest. The deception to say you're a pacifist. That's another thing too. Is if you say you're a pacifist, someone will say, "Well, you're when you get in that situation, you're gonna not, you're gonna be violent because your instincts are gonna kick in and you're just yeah. gonna, you're gonna be violent." So, and I think that's sort of saying, you know, just sort of reminding us that we're all animals, which you know, to some extent is true. We are all animals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm the same as any other mammal. <laughs> to some extent, I mean, what this extent wouldn't it be? This is an interesting comment I got on my when I posted, you know, how do you feel? Basically, I'm going to repeat this. I said, someone describes him or herself as a pacifist. This is a note I posted on Facebook. What sorts of thoughts or feelings does that expression inspire in you? What sorts of impressions do you start to form about that person? 
Let it all hang out, which you say here may be discussed on the Sunday edition of TL Show. So, um, here's another one that I thought was interesting. There's an excellent book called How to Turn the Other Cheek and Still Survive in Today's World, which analyzes Jesus' sentiment in Matthew to turn the other cheek. In it, the author discusses how what perhaps Jesus meant was, go ahead, I dare you to do it again. Not an act of cowardice, but an act of challenge and real bravery. It's worth the read. So this is like a dirty, hairy Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the implication here is that uh, what he was saying was, well, and I'm not a Christian, so I'm just sort of, I'm talking about this totally from a, yeah. object, a, a fairly objective viewpoint, but mm. uh, just analyzing the text. But, uh, but this is like a dirty, hairy version of Jesus that like, you know, when he says turn the other cheek, what he really means is, you know, is make your profile show, smaller. Show them so how brave you are, but if they do it again, you know, then you're going to get them or something, I guess. Maybe. Well, so that's in here, punk. <laughs> I don't know. When I Paul, I gotta tell you something. I think instead of instead of pacifism, maybe it's uh, I don't know if there's a word that describes it, but just knowing when to pick your battles correctly, like knowing that if you defend yourself with violence against the police, that it's only gonna likely get yourself killed, whereas mm-hmm. you could defend your house from just a common robber with violence and possibly prevent some sort of for, further harm, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose so. I mean, I guess people, again, people can mean very different things by the word. I mean, I've talked to people who say, and I know I know people personally who have said that they will not use not not even in self defense will they use violence. And and that's but and and that doesn't mean they're not going to do anything. But it means they're not going to. That's just one thing they're not going to choose as an option as a for dealing with that situation is to like try to physically hurt the other person. So and, yeah. and 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 that's a pretty strong statement. It is. It's like yeah. well, you know, it, because it, but but now I have I I have yet to talk to someone who calls himself a pacifist who feels who has evangelized about it that that's what everyone should be like. I've seen some of that on yeah. the net. I've seen people say this is what everyone should do. But oh, what well, I, most of the people I've seen who call themselves a pacifist, they are talking about themselves and their personal choices, and that's yeah. what I don't understand is why people get so enraged. Yeah. About see, it. I don't. I just see if someone claims to be a pacifist, I just think, okay, well, that's the same as if they claim to be Christian or vegan, you know. Yeah, just okay, don't expect well, me to good do for it. you, but I'm <laughs> not going to be that whatever it is that you think I should be. Yeah. You know, that's great for you, whatever works for you. But, but that's uh, not the attitude a lot of people have. Though. Yeah, however, they, to, to a lot of people, that's not acceptable for you to be a pacifist. Yeah. Like, if you say, I wanna, I'm, gonna be, I'm a pacifist, that's not an acceptable I don't know. I don't have any idea why somebody would get angry at that. Yeah, uh, maybe they're just hmm. busybodies and, you know, they, they want other people to uh, be the same as themselves. Maybe it's like Steve Martin in the movie Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Whenever he heard the word cleaning woman, he would freak out. So maybe they're conditioned whenever they hear the word <laughs> pacifist. Maybe. Pacifist? Like some sort pacifist. of... Pacifist! <laughs> Well, and, uh, and now, since uh, since we don't have callers calling in, and and and, yeah. and you callers. should, by the way, at six zero three four three five. Because if you don't, if you have thoughts on this, uh, if you don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, speak we're just for gonna you. speak our mind, and it's gonna be just a mess. I'm gonna speak <laughs> for you if you don't call in and have and express your opinion on this. I'm gonna speak for you, and and so what I'm doing is I'm trying to summarize some of the arguments I've heard, and I may not do a very good job of it, and I'm, I'm gonna just be as honest and objective as I can. And another one I find is the whole dishonest thing, the whole deceptive thing. I think I mentioned is. You know, that is, you're an animal, and, and when you, and in that situation, you are going to be at, react with violence. But I think, I don't think that's really well, that's fair, true, because there are cases where that has away. not been the case. There are people who have conditioned themselves to withhold, to withstand torture, uh, and not 
tell the torturers what they want to know yeah. or whatever it is. And I think if you steeled yourself to, to behave a well, certain way in a certain that's situation. What humans, that's what humans have over animals is the ability to uh, uh, conceptualize and think beyond our own, uh, you know, instinctual emotions. Exactly. We, we I mean, can yeah, I mean, stop that whole, like, fight-or-flight response. I would say a lot of what defines people is that we are... Is that we have this sort of like our decisions are, are are the result of the struggle that's always going on between you know I guess psychologists might call it the id or the superego and the ego is what results right is the actual your thought processes that result from that your id would be like the more animalistic side of you I suppose and the superego is the more rational thinking about conceptualizing and making really conscious decisions. I'll take your sort word of, for that. I don't know what the hell. I, that I'm not like. sure if I'm saying that right either. So uh, I'm going to quit using kind that terminology. Of, kind of, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and and it's funny because I, I recently watched a TV show that went into this uh, just earlier today. Is it Deepak Chopra? It was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, and then she drank true. beer that turned her into a cave person. So oh, oh, I love Buffy. I want to watch Buffy all over again. Oh, I keep saying well, I'm going to go watch the episodes again. They're on instant Netflix. I started yeah. watching them from season one, and then when they. Angel split off. I've been watching an episode of Buffy and an episode of Angel alternatively. So well, and that's just that I watched them. Um, I, I I think I caught up at some point. And but I remember movie... so I started into Buffy maybe somewhere in the first or second season. Yeah. And got caught up so in it, better. and then I never ever missed another episode after that. Oh, okay. So I've been following. I followed Buffy from the moment new episodes came out. I was on it. Nice. Did you know today is on that like crap. a pirate day? I Arr. I didn't know that, but I I'm familiar with the. Uh, with I just the thought I'd throw that out there because I don't know jack about Buffy. <laughs> well, um. Anyway, so back to, to the to the subject at hand. So, but I think there's the animal, there's your our animalistic side, and then there's our rational side that can make decisions that, that uh, you know, as we right, get more which, rational, can override our animal. Yeah, which animal. makes you know, if somebody did want to be completely pacifist and just get beaten to death, well, I'm sure they could. Get <laughs> do you think that? But you know, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, if someone's choosing to be a pacifist, I mean, who knows whatever you know reasons. And I and I will say, like, I'll, I'll go ahead and for the sake of. For the sake of uh, what's the word for it? Argument. For the sake, well, no, for the sake of honesty or whatever, um, in the discussion, I I have sort of taken on that sort of term for myself. I kind of describe myself as a yeah. pacifist, and I probably I probably don't mean that exactly the way that, ne- that necessarily everyone everyone thinks about it. Full but, disclosure. But I do think, in the, yeah, in the interest of full disclosure, I I would probably describe myself as a pacifist. Um, and it's a relatively recent thing. It's like a you know fairly new decision. And, and I don't think I'm trying to be deceptive or openly deceptive. That's like one of the first statements on here is that when I hear people describe themselves as pacifists, my first feeling is always disbelief. And in many cases, I feel it's an outright deception. Now, um, what are you, who are you deceiving, <laughs> though? Um, I don't. I think the implication is that it's just like a title that I want to have. Like Maybe. it's like it makes me like you know feel like I'm a better person if I have this title. Which I think it's silly oh, because yeah. again that's a label, and I'm like not everyone perceives labels the same way, and would consider me a pacifist. I'm like okay, okay, whatever. Call me what you want. Then. Is there but, an Atl- Atlanticus? All right, we'll be right back in a few minutes. This is Free Talk Live. You're an Atlanticus. Free Talk Live Internet, only Sunday edition. This is your host, Dale. And Luther. And the puke. So, uh, uh, what you guys drinking on tonight? Drinking on? Yeah, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm sorry. I had this accident over the break where I think er- entire real life is actually an episode of Wheels Off Liberty. So. <laughs> oh. 
What is that? It's, you know, a, it's a rare mm. bone marrow disease. I see. That's awesome. Yeah. I was drinking, uh, what's it called? Amp? Amp? Yeah, they should call it uh, Taste Like Crap. Has <laughs> 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 it nothing to do with the FTL AMP program? No. Mm. It's okay. just caffeinated. It said it's, it, for some reason, it has the word Mountain Dew on it. Like it it's it's sounds caffeinated Dew. and sugary or something. Yeah. Like it'll amp you up? Yeah, I believe that's the idea. But it I wonder where they get the name. Amped up my taste buds to disgusting. People should just take like uh, Amp it up asthma to medicine if they want to get amped up. <laughs> I know. Don't. I did not. Do not follow that. Whoa. advice. Like, <laughs> do not follow that advice. That is, hey, hey, there is a, a line we do not cross here. <laughs> yeah, don't, stay away from the asthma, asthma medicine. Stick to pot. It's it's much safer. That's not going to all kind of crazy though, side effects from those some of those uh, pharmaceutical Dale's drugs. drinking lemon lime seltzer. I am. I am yeah, a. here I am telling you, go use drugs and everything, and I'm having lemon lime seltzer and. I have know. ginger beer, so I'm incredibly. You know, awesome. I'm, sometimes I'm too lazy to even smoke pot. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't smoke that much, uh, and that's partly because you know. Way over there on the coffee table. Yeah, right? I'll have to go so get. I'll work. have to go dig out the pot that you. you know, of course, you would is in a hiding place. You have to go get it out. You have to pack a bowl. You have to light oh, it. This you have to be careful not to get pot. the smell into your furniture. <laughs> you have to blow it out the window or something, or you this know, is why you or go get, outside. Sounds like a great idea. Can we take a break from the show, guys? It's too much effort. You should get the the medicine. Strips. That's I just, be you know, you. I just, you know, oh, or the pills, the Marinol yeah, pills. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Smoking's a lot of work. I do the I same do. thing I, with tobacco. Yeah. You know, do I want to get out my tobacco? <laughs> and do and I inject it intravenously. You mean? <laughs> well, if I could. No, are you? Uh, I know you. Uh, you used to smoke cigarettes. Are you still smoking cigarettes? No, no. Oh, okay. Just occasionally a pipe. No, I, yeah, oh. I still smoke cigars and pipes every once in a while. But okay, smoking a pipe's somewhat labor intensive. Um, right, you yeah. gotta clean it like every time you use it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you have to clean it every time you use it. You can't use it two days in a row, or it kind of gets messed up. So I have multiple pipes. Um, packing the pipe just right so it burns correctly is difficult. Holy sometimes, crap! I'm, sometimes the tobacco gets like moist uh, and it starts like bubbling, just, and that's weird. I, it, I'm just fortunate that I'm too lazy to have too many vices. But I totally look like a Norman Rockwell painting when I do it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, in your old man clothes. <laughs> I'm sure it's way better for you than uh, I have slippers. And a barber pole, and <laughs> a small child. What yeah. else is in a Norman Rockwell painting? <laughs> fall. It's usually fall. There's this great Norman Rockwell painting of uh, like a girl sitting at the principal's office with like a black eye, but she's smiling like she won the fight. Oh, I believe I've seen that. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, okay back to pacifism. That's actually the only Norman <laughs> Rockwell uh, painting I like because the rest of it is just crap. Yeah, the rest are just sappy, silly and, crap. And on that note, we were talking about pacifism. So, <laughs> What? See, she was a pacifist. That's why she had the black eye. Yep. Yeah. So, well, so I, should, I, should, I, I think I she probably just talked negative. Uh, I don't want to just talk about the negatives. People that, there's a number of people post this stuff, and... Uh, so I thought I, should, I think I should you know talk about some other stuff. So we have um, the suffix "ist" means one that performs a given action, and "ism" means typical state or quality. And lastly, "pacify" means to end war or violence. In so under the said definitions, I would say that everyone ought to be a pacifist and practice pacifism. After all, who does want war or violence? Oh wait a minute, the government, <laughs> so, right? Exactly. So. Northrop um, Grumman. I don't think she's saying. You should, I don't think that, that. I don't think the implication in there is that you should never use defensive, defensive violence. And, I, and that's not my. And I, and I don't. I'm, I'm also not an evangelical pacifist, meaning I don't. I'm not promoting 
that everybody be a pacifist. I'm, yeah. It's a personal choice, and I have be decided a pacifist for myself. or else. I'll. Yeah. I have you decided for myself to strive to be a pacifist. Do anything about it. So, but see, I think that um, you know, this whole notion that well, uh, you might in a certain situation, if someone's wailing on you, fight, end up fighting back, and it'll be your animal instinct, and so you're a liar when you say you're a pacifist, and and I don't think that's fair because it, that'd be like you know, I don't know, it's kind of like saying that you know. Describing your, you know, that you have a certain philosophy is is striving to be a certain way, and just because yeah. you're not perfect at like that if, doesn't mean what that if you don't. As they were pummeling the, you, know, you, you sort of raised your arm in a defensive posture well, see, and, and elbowed them in the face. Would that would well, they take away your pacifist card? <laughs> that's what that's. The, I kind of you know yeah. yeah. Doesn't, not a pacifist. And 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 then then that's the thing is when I elaborated on exactly sort of you know. I did my best to describe where I stand, you know, and, you know, where I, what I would try to do and so in whatever situation. And it doesn't mean I, you know, wouldn't do anything. I'd try to get away. I might even try to restrain my enemy. I might try all kinds of things. I would try very hard not to do any kind of serious yeah. harm to my, to my, to someone who was attacking me. And that, and that might seem odd to some people, but there's reasons for that that I can go into at some point probably. But, but the idea is that uh, when people heard like my exact stance, they're like, well, then, oh, you admitted that you might do X, so you're not a pacifist. So I'm like, yeah. well, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to earn the label, you know. There's this idea that like, well, this is what it means, and you don't get that, like it's a title, and you don't get it unless you fulfill like certain. Right. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I maybe, you know, and it's 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 it reminds me uh, when I said when I started describing myself as uh, pan panentheist or just pantheist, but you know, before I panentheist was a an elaboration, but yeah, you're getting start, confusing there. When you start describing yourself as pantheist, I was very reluctant to use that label because of the theist part of it. Because of my notion of you know, I don't really have a notion of God that most people think of as God, and it's very, very different. So I knew when I used the label that people were going to jump to all kinds of conclusions that were probably not accurate about how I about my yeah. views. Uh, and uh, so I was very reluctant to take it on. But ultimately, I look at what it means, and and it's like if you have to kind of describe yourself in a very short time, you know, I use the label pantheist. I think it sort of describes me better than anything else. It describes me better than the word atheist, even yeah. though I think, you know, even though, the, again, the word theist in it misleads people because I don't really believe in God in the sense that most people do. A lot of people would probably, if I describe my beliefs to a lot of people, they'd say, no, no, you're an atheist. You're not a pantheist. You're not, you're not a theist at all. And that's okay. It's like I'm not trying to earn the label. I'm just using the best label I can think of to describe myself. And in this case, it's pantheist. Right. And same thing with pacifists. I I think you know that's probably the best description for me. You might have a, a dis, you might have a definition for it that doesn't fit me, and so you say that I don't fit the label. That's fine. I'm not trying to earn the label, you know. Yeah. So labels are very limited in their usefulness. You, you want true. this label? You want it, don't you? you want boy? I want that <laughs> label. Can I have that label? Do Give me that label. Sit. Huh. Roll over. Huh. Hey, how's it going? So there's a let's we got a call finally. All right, so let's see what uh, our caller has to say. Or, um, Who said it was awkward? Caller, you are on the air with Free Talk Live. Hey Dale, sorry I called you a liar. <laughs> it's all right, Jim. <laughs> I forgive you because I'm better than you, Jim. Whoa, are you I, no. <laughs> I don't know this guy's name. <laughs> I'm going to give you a very condescending uh, uh, act of forgiveness. <laughs> oh, terrible. Condescending. <laughs> So I don't know. How do you feel? Um, so yeah. So people who are—I think it's probably safe to say at this point when I said uh, that first quote, that was Jim. That right? was me. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, how do you feel after I've described it a little more? I don't know if I've addressed your point or not. Well, I didn't. I don't feel it from you. You know that that you're lying. But uh, 
I I feel about pacifists the same way I feel about agnostics. The you know you get off the fence. <laughs> get off the fence. Get off the fence. You know, there's always you know they, well pacifism. I don't know how to describe it. You know you you say you're you're not gonna fight or you don't want to fight. Most people don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. There's things I would kill people for, you know. So I'm not mm-hmm. a pacifist. I don't say I'm a pacifist. You know, so it, I don't know. So maybe yeah, I, I can only say I can honestly say that um, I, I feel reasonably confident. I mean, I can't say for every possible situation out there because it's like if you hit my if you hit my knee with a hammer. Uh, I, I, it's my, whether I I kick or not, it's not going to ha- be a conscious choice. You know what I mean? It would be a knee jerk reaction. It would be a knee jerk reaction. I mean, if you can, if, and so, <laughs> and and I don't know, like if, if if I'm ever in a situation where my head is like underneath a pillow, I, I don't expect this to be very likely. But if I, there are certain situations where my my instincts just might override my willpower, you know, my conscious choices. Uh, Jim, do you want to hold on for the through the break? All right. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in at the Sunday edition, internet only, a free talk live. This is your host, Dale. And Luther. And Puke. And uh, we were just talking with Jim in New Hampshire about people's reactions to pacifists and what they think of them and stuff. So, so Jim, uh, we, you know, I know a, a, a someone, I think, um, doesn't, doesn't, uh, don't we know someone else who, who describes himself as pacifist? Several people, yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, what, how do you feel about some of those other people? I know that uh, they would uh, defend themselves if uh, if faced with with that you know with a threatening situation, but mm. uh, they they tend to argue, argue against uh, using force in uh, in just about every manner. So, so that's interesting. I, I guess I hadn't heard that. I'm not sure if I've heard that that uh, like them telling other people that that's what they should do as well. I, I was under the impression they were sort of just speaking for themselves. Like, this is what I would do. This is my decision. Not necessarily what I expect other people to do. Well, I haven't, no. I haven't heard a pacifist uh, tell anybody what uh, they should do. But uh, I have heard most all of them argue quite vigorously one point, either one way or another. Mm. And... Uh, when you're doing that, uh, do you get to a certain point and give up, or do you continue to fight? If you're uh, if you're arguing a point with the uh, the federal government and uh, they tell you no, and then you continue your your point and they say no, and uh, you continue your point again and they use force against you, and uh, do you quit at that point or do you? Do you uh, continue on with in the direction that you want to go? If they're using force against you in the direction you want to go, uh, you have to uh, you know, continue in some way. They're going to use more force. Yeah. You know? is, is that really a? I'm not sure. Is that is that strictly a pacifist? 
point, or is that more like util- utilitarian? I mean, you, you know, if you know that they have the overwhelming force, it's not even a case then of a, it's not even necessarily a moral question at that point. It's just, you know, what actually is going to work. I mean, if you know that they're just going to kill you and you're not going to survive that fight, I don't even know if that's an issue of pacifism or if it's just a... You when know? you take on somebody who's who's got overwhelming force against you, there's no reason for you to fight because it's absolutely worthless. Right. It also makes you look aggressive. Uh-huh. That's why a lot of people uh, that I know, you know, favor pacifism. Yeah. There, there is absolutely no point in going up against somebody that you cannot win against, you know, See, I, I wouldn't even call that pacifism. Like that. that just sounds like common sense to me. Well, pacifism is like I wouldn't. Is it, you know, pacifism? I think is someone saying I'm not even going to use defensive force in a in a fight, uh, in a in a one-on-one fight with someone where I might win if I attack them back. Um, well, that's but, where I call them liars. Okay, you're not, uh, you're not going to just lay down. But no, hold on. That's up. I think that's a straw man. I, that doesn't mean I'm gonna like I, like I may not want to attack them back, but there's so many other choices. It feels like a straw man to say, well, I just have to lay down and take it. Well, I mean, I could try to run away. away. I could try to restrain them. I might try to maybe and, maybe struggle against them in a way that's not attacking. You know, I may not. Right. I, I just I, like are, I really don't want to live struggling. with. I don't want to live with having, especially killed someone. I don't want to live with that. I, 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 I'm not sure that, you know, I think I have fairly, I, I think if you're in a situation where someone's attacking you, I mean, it's hard to say what's, um, what's going to be the best way to resolve that, you know, to, to the most, to the highest likelihood of you surviving. Um, but, but I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a fairly unlikely scenario. Uh, it's going to happen to some people. And it, it's it's a fairly unlikely scenario that you're going to be in a situation where the only way that you're going to survive that situation is to is to is to like use serious violence against another person, like to attack them in a right. potentially and deadly most, manner. You know, most situations where it comes to violence, both sides are are being aggressive at that point. Mm. You know, you can. There's always a point where you can back down and back away. If the person keeps coming at you, that's a different story. Yeah. You tried to retreat, you know, at at that point, do you become violent or you just let the person harm you? you know, and I would uh, I would say that an animal, which people are, will not allow that to happen. You can't just lay there and uh, not fight back or what have you. You can be uh, hurt to a point where you can't uh, resist. I'm not, well, I, see, I, I understand that. I understand where you're coming from, and we are animals. I'll be the very first one to admit that, that we're animals. We, we, all, we, we still are. I don't, ever, I don't see, like, a fundamental difference between us and, and the other animals. Um, we're a lot more intelligent, certainly, and everything. But the, um, Some of us. <laughs> but uh, I, I, think, I, I think I've even... You know, I, can't, I, I guess I can't point to a case, but I think I've seen plenty of cases where someone's being attacked and they're just sort of defending, they're just sort of like trying to block the blows and things. They're not swinging back. And maybe they're just not, maybe they're just bad fighters. I don't think it's a moral choice or anything, but maybe it's just not instinctively, they're not, their thought isn't necessarily to fight back. I've seen it happen plenty of times. They're just all limp wristed. And they might, you know, maybe they're trying to run away and maybe they're cornered, if they're cornered, maybe they can't or something. But I think in a lot of situations, someone's attacking you and they're not backing off. Maybe you can run away. Maybe you can put something in the way or maybe you can do something to distract them or restrain them. Or There's all kinds of things you can do short of actually attacking them back. 
And I don't think that it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a given that you're going to attack them back. And, that, you know, you, even if it's not for pacifist reasons, but just because you just maybe suck at fighting and it's just not very instinctual for you to, to attack back, maybe you're throwing, putting your arms up in defensive position and things like that just because you suck at fighting, you know? Well, no, it's, it's Byron's bear example. When you, when you have somebody who's beating you up and you <laughs> roll into a ball, mm. you're appealing to that animal's mercy. Mm-hmm. You're expecting them to stop at a certain point. You know, if they don't want to eat you, they're probably just going to beat you up and you're still going to be alive and they're going to go away. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening when somebody just gives up, lays on the ground, gets beaten or kicked or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you admit that it, that it happens, that people do that and they don't fight back. That it, so it can't happen. It happens happen. all the time. It happens in just about every fight. One one person will become dominant and the other person will, uh, will uh, you know, just cover his face, cover his vital areas, and and try and lessen the damage. But uh, that happens in almost every fight. Well, I like what you said. Um, I like what you said earlier than that, though. And and that's so much of this is based on you know someone has created some some scenario where you they they've they've carefully cooked it up so that it, and contrived it so that the only possible thing you can do is to use deadly force. You know. Uh, and I think the reality is that most cases there's all this stuff that happens up to the point where if in your if you're in a peaceful mindset of avoiding violence and you're not out to prove something or you're not out to punish someone who you think is a bad person, or yeah. or you know eliminate some evil in the world by teaching them a lesson, whatever yeah. it is, you know that there's a mindset that gets you into that makes you a lot more likely to be in that situation where you have to use violence. And then there's a mindset I think where you go into the situation and you're so much less likely to be in a situation where that's the only choice. Right. You know, and that's what I, that's the mindset I want to be in. I want to be in that mindset of like I, I've, long before the stuff starts happening. I'm like, how can I cut this off? How can I nip this in the bud before it gets to that point where I have no choice or where I re- react reflexively like an animal that I am? You know, and I think yeah. that's that's why I call myself a pacifist. Well, so. Yeah, but uh, I think it's uh, yeah. I don't like the label at all. All right. Thanks, Jim. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. If you want to call in about uh, anything you like, 603-435-1105. This is the Sunday edition Internet only of Free Talk Live. This is your host, Dale. And Luther. And you. And they weren't ready. <laughs> I'm going to bring the lash in next time. You're um, going to have to attach a cattle prod to us. <laughs> Some of us might like it. I'm going to bring my pacifist what? lash. I mean, yeah. you um, might like it. TMI. Yeah. So, so w- yeah. Um, we, as as, uh, as I said many times, this is... Uh, the talk show that you can control, you can call in at 603-435-1105 and talk about anything you like. It is. And unfortunately, and someone wants to do that. Someone <laughs> is going to uh, take us up on that offer. So we got Keith in New Hampshire. Keith, you are on the air. Hey, guys. How's it going? It good. was good. It was. Okay, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Because I was recently at a um, small town fair, well, it was a county fair, and I had some really cool deep fried food. I had a um, deep fried cheesecake. So I just would like to know. Oh, um, that sounds good. Answer this question: What's the best deep fried food you've ever had? Corn dogs. Oh, I'm a huge fan of corn dogs. Um, I could eat 
one or two. My my aunt makes oh, fried chicken. That's just amazing. I think I like uh, as far as things deep fried chicken is in is this, it's, it's real boring, yeah. but that's my favorite thing. I've had yeah, a lot of deep fried. I've had deep fried Snickers bar, uh, Oreos, oh, baklava. Yeah, Oreos was good. Yeah, I had baklava mm. pork fest deep fried. That was quite oh. good. Yeah, I usually don't really like deep fried food. I also, and I like funnel okra. cakes, which are technically mm, fried. Fried okra, fried yeah. okra is fantastic. You can't funnel funnel cakes are like, you know, why bother putting anything in it? Just fry some dough. I don't even yeah. know what a funnel it's like, cake it's is. It's like, you know, it's fried just dough. some dough fried. <laughs> yeah, it's just I've like always you, heard of it, never had one. Yeah, you dribble it into right into the grease, and it cooks, and then you put sugar on it, and you eat it. And that's pretty good, too. But I think Pie my favorite like fried food is just cake. chicken. But what, uh, is, that, is, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, that was a great question. Now, Dale... Who made that deep-fried baklava that you talked about? That sounds really good. That was Mandrick and oh. his his famous uh, baklava. George, he's going to call in later. He's going to be hammered. Um, I am trying to remember the URL. It's mandrick.com, yeah. right? Yep. Okay, M-A-N-D-R-A-K. Mandrick.com. Thank you so much. And I just want to um, tell everyone happy Constitution Day, uh, or it's Constitution Day weekend. Because I, I was talking like a pirate. You know what? I'm having a happy day. I'm having a happy day, but not because it's Constitution Day. <laughs> oh, well, why else would you have a happy day? Um, um, because I'm getting to wasted. enjoy this delightful conversation <laughs> with you right now, Keith. That's why. Oh, yeah, we know. Okay, well, there's one more thing I would like to ask, and it's a really important and serious question, so I'm just going to hang up and just let you all talk about it because it's really important. <laughs> oh, okay. this is going to be golden. I've had this issue um, recently. I have something maybe you've had before, and I would like um, tips on how to deal with it. So hopefully you guys you know, can help. So my, my problem <laughs> is I have ear acne. So, yeah, I'm going to let you guys go, but thank you, experts, for helping us with this one question. Lob off your ears, Thanks, Keith. Keith. Okay, so, uh, Luther, what was it you wanted to talk about tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Anything Other than else. ear acne? <laughs> Um, I have an article here about how artists are actually making more money in the file-sharing age than before it. And uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart as a musician and uh, as someone who is not a fan of intellectual property. You know, I'm glad you bring this up because this is actually the... I am in the I am working on... I have already drafted. I am working on a comic strip, the first one in months, because the, t- the movie has kept me very, very, very busy. Slacker. And I am actually working on a comic strip right now, and it will deal with intellectual property. Ooh. So let's mm. hear more about this. Mm. Well, this comes from uh, torrentfreak.com. Excuse me. An extensive study into the effect of digitalization on the music industry in Norway has shed an interesting light on the position of artists artists today compared to 1999. While the music industry often talks about artists being on the brink of bankruptcy due to the illicit file sharing, the study found that the number of artists as well as their average income has seen a major increase in the last decade. Every, every other month, a new study addressing the, uh, the link between music piracy and music revenue surfaces, but only a few really stand out. One of the most elaborate and complete studies uh, conducted in recent times is the master's thesis of Norwegian School of Management students Anders Sobro and Richard Jerko. Anyway. Yeah, they're Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> um, in their the- so, uh, Andy and Rich. Um, in their thesis, uh, the students take a detailed look at the different revenue streams of the music industry between 1999 and 2009. By doing so, they aim to answer the 
the question on how the digitization of music <laughs> and the most common side effect piracy have changed the economic position of the Norwegian music industry and Norwegian artists. The results are striking. After crunching the music industry's numbers, the researchers found that total industry revenue grew from 1.4 billion Norwegian kroner in 1999 to 1.9 billion in ni- in 2009. That's a, a I think that's sort of equivalent to uh, the the English term for that would be a crown. Okay. I think it's like a yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Okie dokie. Uh, a, a ducat. Or a dollar. Let's <laughs> just call it a Norwegian dollar. Uh, a dollar ski? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a dollar ski. <laughs> <laughs> After adjusting this figure for inflation, this comes to down to a 4% increase in revenue for the music industry in this time period. Admittedly, this is not much of a growth, but things are things get more interesting when the research zooms in on artist revenue. And then it's got some fancy charts. Um, <laughs> Ooh, fancy charts. You know, this is interesting because, and I understand this, I think the if you look at the way intellectual property is, uh, I would say abused is the word for it, um, the mm. notion of intellectual property is abused by the big players, the people who are used to, who have been in the, oh, yeah. the total controllers yeah. of the industry. As, as long as they are the makers and the breakers of artists. As and, long and as big, music's you know. been published, uh, publishing groups have been screwing artists and screwing People over non-artists. Well, they yeah. are they're they're the middleman between the artist and the consumer, and the internet allows that middleman to be done away with. Oh, now yeah. people can find artists yeah, on their own. They don't have to, to wait for them to be told about them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you, if you talk to a small band, they they're releasing their stuff out there for people to hear about because they want to be discovered. And yeah. They can get it out there. They don't have to depend on a publisher to do that anymore. And they do it in a way where they just, you know, they tell people pirate it, which is not pirating, obviously, when you're telling people to do it. But mm-hmm. yeah. you know, download share it, it. Uh, list, share it, tell your friends about it, burn yeah. a DVD, burn and a then, CD yeah. for your friends. Yeah, you know? they usually sell hard CDs at shows, and it's a pretty good way to take in revenue if you're in a small band like that. I mean, that's what I did. You know, you don't make. Well, anything and, off the door. You, you the, make your money by selling T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, and I think there's this notion. I, I think a lot of people, they're really just sort of married to the di- to the dinosaur notion of how this stuff has all been done before. Uh-huh. And what they do, and and now that might mean. I think I think it's there's this also this notion of they're used to this idea of these super super rich musicians who did it through that music rock industry. Stars, yeah, yeah, the rock stars that are like super super rich. And what the model is shifting toward is actually a more realistic model where you can make a living mm-hmm. on yeah. creative yeah. things. Yeah, mom it's, and pop. It doesn't rock mean you're going to be a multimillionaire. And, no. and there are people clinging to this idea that I'm going to get uh, become a super super rich artist. It was either that yeah. or you're a dismal failure and failure oh, and you go yeah. back to waiting he, tables. I, I had know. to learn really early on to let go of that that fantasy that I would be loved and adored by screaming fans of uh, topless women and. Uh, Cocaine well, parties in the hotel room. And <laughs> they all thought we were going to be rock gods and movie stars, but we're all just singing, dancing crap of the world. I think that's I think that's <laughs> the, that's really what is being clung to with the whole notion of intellectual property as it's been done. And, and, and I mean, and and again, this is the government version of intellectual property, and and uh, well, and they, they sell CDs. Which is a medium that's dying out. Yeah. yeah. Nobody buys Thank CDs. Thank God. Anymore. I hate CDs. And so many people buy stuff yeah. from a band because they want to support the band. They, yeah, they, they know that that band is not oh, going to keep making it's music. It's really easy to guilt people they don't make into some buying your swag. I mean, it's, it's not <laughs> difficult at all. I did right. it many, many a time. 
So let's so. talk about this some more. I like this. Uh, we'll, sure, we sure. I'll back, pick it up and we'll talk more about what artists yep, are making. Uh, Lisa's going to talk about intellectual property in the modern world and how it's uh, how going it away and helping artists. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in at 603-435-1105. Listening to Free Talk Live, Internet Only Edition. This is your host Dale and Byron Kingsley, uh, and puke. I don't have any <laughs> witty names I can throw out there. Tyler Durden, how are you, fine citizens, doing tonight? And, Excellent, uh, sir. Crap. I would like to let everyone know this is uh, the last segment of the show. There's still time for you to call in, and the lines are clear. So the call final in. segment, six zero three. The four. final countdown. <laughs> Let me, let me get the number out. <laughs> Not right in the middle of the number. Okay, 603-435-1105. And, uh, Luther, you were talking about uh, the cha- what, what, what the uh, modern times and pirating has done for income of artists. That's right. He's trying to prove you're not a pacifist because you're going to punch you in the face. <laughs> uh, he's trying to inspire some rage in me. To- yeah, some violence. All right. Um, okay, so continuing on, basically we were talking about uh, a study done by some students in Norway at some fancy-sounding college, and uh, this is the thesis how uh, the music industry and artists are actually making a lot more money in 2009 than they were in, two, in 1999. And that's in the the decade, I would say, that uh, Internet music piracy has been at its peak. Yeah. So, continuing, um, in the same period when the overall revenues of the industry grew only 4%, the revenue for artists alone more than doubled with an increase in 114%. After an inflation adjustment, artist revenue went up from 255 million in 1999 to 545 million in 2009. Uh, some, Some of the growth can be attributed to the fact that the number of artists increased by 28% in the same time period. However, per artist, the yearly income still saw a 66% increase from 80,000 to 133,000 between 1999 and 2009. Uh, In conclusion, one could say that artists are far better off now than they were before the digitization of music started. One could say. One could. And I don't think that would be an unreasonable conclusion. Not, or, uh, you know, and yeah, this is this is something I'm noticing lately that might be related to that, and and I think this is a very good thing for everybody except for the old media. Yes, you know, and this that's, that's, this is going to serve customers better. This is going to serve yes. independent artists yeah, better. Yeah, it certainly does. Like I mean, the internet has become such a, a an easy medium. It allows so many access points to the marketplace that weren't available before. And it's really like uh, you really have instead of just instead of these like you know monolithic corporations and these big wigs behind their desks making all the decisions about what's good yeah, music or not. Yeah, you don't know anything about what people music. are supposed to like. Yeah. Yes. Now you have really this sort of litmus test of the of the actual market itself where everything is available. You can go out there. Uh, if the buzz gets going, people discover something, then they can watch it. Double rainbow song. It spreads. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I, 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 I listened to that lately. That was pretty, few, that was pretty cute. But no, another, uh, another medium I've disco- uh, that I've noticed about this that's similar, I think, is 
the movie industry. Yeah. Because now I notice, like, if you go on, I I, I basically I have Netflix, and, and I guess they're gonna get a little plug. Oh, here. la da. They're gonna they're gonna get a little plug Mr. here. Fancy pants. You know, because thing. you can go on Netflix now once you have an account, and there's all this stuff you can instantly watch. There's always, there's a lot of movies you can instantly watch. Mm-hmm. Some of it is absolute crap. There's some, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. but there's like a rating system that they you know people it rate it. And if I look at something, I look at how many stars Ace it has. Ace Ventura Jr. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you look, but you can look at that, and you, you, there's a filtering system. You know, you can kind of look at it. And, yeah. and they have a pretty good system. And based of like, on how you rate some movies, yeah, it'll suggest other ones for right. you. Right. Like my rating, like what it shows me might be a little higher than what it shows someone else because yeah. it knows I like that particular type of movie or something. And right. then, so maybe it's three stars for me when it's only like one and a half for other people or two stars or something like that. Oh, yeah. And um, But the thing is, it seems like there's movies that you, that I've, I've discovered that I probably would never have gone out and rented. But since yeah. it was instantly available to watch in good oh, quality absolutely. right there on my television, I watched it. And sometimes I catch a movie and I end up really liking it and watching it like four more times. Yeah, today I watched The Love Guru, which if I had to put any effort into it whatsoever to rent it or go and do something other than just clicking on it, there's no <laughs> way in hell I would have watched that pile of crap. It was slightly entertaining because I had nothing else to do. But Yeah. You know, so the same thing. I've watched other films that are obscure or independent uh, mm-hmm. documentaries. You can find them. And uh, so easily and just watch them. And, 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 no and what's happening, the other way that's like going to help. risk involved of getting to the movie store and getting back and paying for it and all that. Yeah, and I think right the other way that's going to benefit consumers is that because it's because if someone really wants to see something, they don't have to pay the $25 DVD price for something to see it, you know. Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they miss it in the theater, they don't have to, they don't have to they don't have to go rent it necessarily. If they want to own the movie bad enough and and the, and, the, and if the movie theater is caught charging too much, they can download it and burn it or something like that. Well, can you imagine I, just think about that right there. Can you imagine if films were not able to be rented. If you couldn't go out and rent a film and it didn't look good enough to see in the theater, would you mm. buy it in order to watch it? You know, that's what yeah, they that's do just, yeah, just, no. just There'd be this gap of, like, yeah, if it really was wouldn't. not accessible at all, then there would just be a, they would have to yeah. lower the price, I like, think. Like, so many movies would not get you know. watched because people would be like, yeah, I don't know about that. And it's the same yeah. thing with, with music before. Either you had to buy the CD, or you had to hear it somehow. I, I want to hear someone, someone who believes in the old-style intellectual property, the violence-based, if if you copy something, then you should be subject to violence, to threats, like, you know, hand over some money or we punish you violently, whatever. If there's violence behind it, acknowledge yeah. it, whether it's a free market-based one or, or a government-based one. The whole idea of threatening people if they copy something that they they sign no contract not to do or anything like that. Yeah. So if you believe in that old school version of intellectual property, that one artist, for instance, can own uh, some a, a book or a movie or whatever and declare that no one else can sell it, what are the what are the market controls on that to keep that price reasonable? I mean, presumably, if you're a liberty liberty oriented person, you don't believe in price controls. You don't believe the government saying you can't charge more than X for something. So what are the market? What are reasonable market controls on that item? If they, if you, if you say you can threaten someone's violence, if they don't get it from you at the price you demand for it, what is supposed to be the market control for that? Because that yeah. is not a free market. If right. I can't, if I yeah. cannot compete with you to sell whatever it is well, you're I selling, they might that is say, not a free market. They might say the other giant corporations controlling their labels. They might say that might be the control. You have two giant conglomerates fighting each other and keeping the prices higher. 
and keeping competition out. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's that's, no that's what I'm saying is the bad thing. That's no not a free market. Sorry, that's that's, that's a lack of any sort of controls on pricing. I, I don't want government telling me. I don't want a government telling someone they can't charge more than X or something. I want the market to keep prices reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. if we trusted the market, then and people could compete freely and openly without threats of violence. But that's exactly what this is. That's what IP is, is threats yeah. of violence mm-hmm. to keep a, a monopoly on a certain product. Yeah, yes, maybe you made that product. But some, well, you know, but but no one, but how does, and I, I understand, like, you, you I, claim I would to, like to break. You don't just claim to own that product. You claim to own anything, anyone else that ever tries to copy it or make a version I of it. I would like to break with you. what I feel is the most ludicrous example of IP. I would like to break that right now and say, Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Because that song is copyrighted, and the person who wrote it died like 80 years ago. (laughs) Nobody deserves to get money from that, and yet people do. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Just think, um, what if if Beethoven or Bach, all all of that music was still copyrighted? Or some corporations, some, like well, I'm it's sure going to get that way. Yeah. Time Warner because would probably own it. Because you wouldn't hear it anywhere. Disney yeah. is lobbying, and and people that and oh, yeah. things that they own is lobbying to keep pushing out copyright yeah, to Mickey ridiculous levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and because otherwise it's gonna, it's going to you know Mickey Mouse is going to run out, and they're not going to own him anymore. Yeah, and you can you imagine you know like you know so that so it's getting God absurd. Forbid, you know? Disney's not going to make any more money once that first uh, yeah, Mickey Mouse movie comes into public domain, right? Yeah. It's not like they're not just, you know, being drowned to death in money. Oh, my God. i got to get my hands on Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, as long as the option is out there to purchase violence, then it's a good good investment for them. I mean, they have tons and tons of money, and it's totally a good investment for them to keep investing in violence of government, to to act in, to to engage in violent acts and threats on their behalf to keep other people from competing with them. So it's a good investment for them to spend lots and lots of money on That's lobbying true. for but, more violence. But my point is, is that it's Disney. They're going to make buttloads of money regardless. Yeah, but, but it could always they, be more yeah, buttloads. Yeah, if they can more, spend more, X more, buttloads more, more. of money, money and get 10x or 100x buttloads of money in return. That's an excellent investment for their for their yeah. uh, for the their shareholders. True. So as long as we're justifying this sort of violence, uh, yes, we can we're going to keep it keep saying that it's okay to use violence to keep anyone from competing with your product. Then sure, it's a good investment for them. So, yep. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Well, <laughs> about what? Mostly exactly. thoughts. But I, <laughs> I, w- I was thinking about corn dogs still when we were talking about fried foods, but <laughs> it's just because I'm hungry. Yeah, I think that. Um, so. And there was the recent thing with Radiohead making yeah. a, a uh, ton of money because they skipped their distributors and just released some music and said, "Donate money to us." Yeah. And they made millions. Oh yeah. And it went straight to them. Didn't go to any middleman. Yep. Yeah. Rock okay. on. This has been the Internet Only Sunday Edition of Free Talk Live with Dale. Listen next week, and I'll be on this Luther. This is Pete. I'm going home. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> 